Hello, everybody. Welcome to our uh, very first DMs After Dark uh, session here. Uh, my name is Troy. Uh, I will be the uh, game leader uh, slash facilitator for this short series coming up uh, featuring Shadows of Esterin. Um, Shadows of Esterin is a uh, Celtic kind of gothic influenced, uh, it's a low fantasy RPG. Um, the creators drew some of their inspiration from uh, Braveheart as far as some of the scenery and the romantic elements. Um, they also drew from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, The Shining uh, for some of the horrific elements as well. So if any of those things uh, interest you, or if you like any of those things, then I feel like you will enjoy what's to come next. Um, do we want to do quick introductions for everybody else then, or? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, why don't we go? Right. I guess I'll go first since I just opened my mouth. Uh, I'm yeah. Christian. I am uh, the grognard of the group. I'm the oldest guy. Uh, I've been playing uh, role-playing games since I saw an advertisement for Dungeons & Dragons, the red box set in the back of a comic book in like 1989 or 1990, something like that. So I'm old. Uh, forgive me for that. Uh, looking forward to playing this. I have played this a couple times with Troy, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So looking forward to it. I'll go next. Uh, yeah, sure. My, my name is Rainey. Uh, I am also one of the DMs here at DMs After Dark. Uh, I am an avid RPG collector. Um, and Troy told me about this game, Shadows of Esterin, a while ago. So I, uh, I think I backed a Kickstarter thing for it. And But this is the first time I get to play it. I'm super excited about it. Um, I love breaking down RPG design and just, uh, you know, incorporating really great design mechanics into all of my games. And uh, that's why we started this. So you guys can see all the really cool stuff, but let's, uh, yeah, let's see what Sh Shadows of Esterin has in store. Sarah, you're up. All right, hello, uh, I'm Sarah. I got into RPGs at the young age of 13 uh, when my grandfather showed me the original first edition Dungeons and Dragons box set, which I now proudly own and it is my baby. Uh, and I've been a big old nerd uh, ever since. I tend to run games that are combat light, role play heavy, because that's just kind of the way I am. Uh, but I am never opposed to throwing down a good fight. <laughs> Uh, hi, everyone. I am Jessica. I'll go next. Um, I have played Esterin now for probably, what, two years almost. Um, I play in a game with Troy, um, so I'm a little bit familiar with the game. Um, uh, I saw an amazing tweet today about how uh, they're a dungeon apprentice, which I consider myself. Uh, I'm kind of here just always learning how to be a better DM, and I'm ready to try new games. Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Amber. I've uh, been into RPGs for about 18 years since I was in middle school. And um, I am also a writer and storyteller. So RPGs is a vehicle to tell stories and um, examine characters uh, are one of my favorite elements to these style of games. I've also been a, in an Esterin game with Jess and Choi for about two years now. So I'm semi-familiar with the system, still haven't figured out how to not constantly be getting wrecked and dying. Uh, we'll see if this uh, session goes any better for us. I was going to say, I don't think that there is a way. <laughs> it's that you have to work actively to perfect for uh, Esterin, for sure. Um, Dying is the best part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, so I'll let you know, other than my name, uh, I've been playing role-playing games for uh, probably just as long as Amber, um, since I was in elementary school, actually. Um, but started with uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, 3.5. Um, really didn't have too much experience with any other role-playing games until recently, uh, about two years ago, the first role-playing game I played other than Dungeons & Dragons was Shadow of Esterin. We were introduced to it at Gen Con in Indianapolis, uh, 2019. Um, shout out to uh, Studio Agate and uh, Nell, one of the uh, creators. Uh, got to meet him, super cool guy, great team. Um, you can tell that they are super passionate and committed to this, um, uh, honestly, this masterpiece that they've created. So uh, I am excited to uh, get to introduce all of you to it. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think we're going to do a little disclaimer here. So uh, due to the um, kind of spontaneous uh, improvisational nature of RPGs, um, anything can happen. With that said, as I mentioned, Shadows of Estrin is a pretty dark, gritty, um, horror-based role-playing game. So there will be some adult elements, um, including, you know, uh, intense horror. Uh, there will be some psychological features to the game as well. One of the things that Shadows of Estrin does really well is all of the characters during character creation pick a um, psychological disorder. And uh, as you're exposed to, you know, jarring, uh, you know, difficult things, uh, you get to see how your character progresses down that track of insanity. And it provides a really unique role-playing opportunity for the players as well. Um, other than that, like murder, death, uh, you know, all those things will probably be present. And of course, dick jokes as well. And bad puns. <laughs> yes, yeah, those yeah. are inevitable. Always, yeah, tons of those things. Um, all right. Uh, so do we want to say anything more about our group before we kind of get into session zero for this particular game? I think uh, before we get into the character creation bits, uh, like all of the, you know, the nitty gritty step-by-step -step making a character, um, should, Troy, can you tell us anything about the scenario we're going to be playing? So it, in case any of us are on the yeah. fence about um, what kind so of character we were, you want to play? Yeah, for sure. So we were kind of, we were kind of torn between two different scenarios. Um, since everybody is incredibly indecisive, I'm going to make you pick one right now. Uh, so the two, uh, unless, do we have any, like, any people that are currently viewing? If we do, we can maybe have them put some input. Uh, but uh, audience engagement, right? <laughs> so the two scenarios um, that we kind of were torn between. The first uh, takes place, I actually got the kind of the roots or the inspiration uh, from book one, which is Shadow Vestering Universe. Which, by the way, is a quick aside. One of one of my favorite things about Shadows of Estrin in general is the artwork. It's like ridiculous. It's next level. The um, the art, the uh, the quality of just like the printed materials and everything like that. Um, it's also it's a very immersive role playing game. So, what I mean when I say that is um, they have books. They just came out with their very first graphic novel. They have a novelette. They have 
professionally composed uh, CDs and soundtracks, which is ridiculous. They have a uh, one of Again, the soundtracks. Orchestra did these. <laughs> it's yeah, amazing. Like the, Buda, the Budapest um, Symphonic Orchestra, I think. Uh, they they composed one of the albums or worked, you know, collectively to compose one of the albums. There's four right now, and they're all amazing. Uh, I think they're on Bandcamp. So if anyone is interested and wants to look at some uh, some of that, that's a great way to immerse your players in the experience. They also have um, they have a board game, which is kind of similar to um, kind of trying to think of what it's uh, sort of similar to. Have you ever played like One Night Werewolf? Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's <laughs> like a whodunit kind of game. So it's a little similar to that. Um, they also have an art book that they just came out with, which is pretty impressive. And they have a click video game. Um, yeah, like yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Click video I, uh, game. What is a click oh, video game? They they also have a culinary book, which I have yes. right here. Yeah, and it's totally, it's totally worth mentioning. Um, oh man, you should yeah. send us a recipe. I would be down to make that one of these times. Oh, yeah, so you know what? We'll post next session, we're just going to eat in front of can. you all. Just delicious food. <laughs> Hey, we should post fun. one of the recipes just to, you know, really immerse our, our audience. Yeah, you know? no, I love it. Hey, while we're out here struggling in the world of Esterin, uh, enjoy this delicious meal. Dying of starvation and exposure <laughs> yeah. to elements. Our Please characters are barely meal. making it through spring, <laughs> but you can enjoy this delightful. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, put that one on the back burner, so to speak. Uh, oh, but good yeah, pun. They have, they have a cookbook. <laughs> and really cool, so. Um, yeah, there we go. Beginning with the puns already. So let me, um, let me find the very first piece of inspiration for one of our scenarios, possible scenarios. Because we're awful at deciding. Yeah, uh, we didn't help Troy very well. <laughs> I just, I just rolled a dice to like help me. It's because it's, it's like the Minnesota nice small playing group. Everybody's like, well, I don't care. What do you think? <laughs> Well, because they're both so cool too. Like cool. I love yeah. the idea of survival in the winter as I get ahead. You know, of myself, if nobody but... can decide it and nobody who's viewing wants to say anything, then we, we could just roll a die. Dice. I mean, yep. That's yeah, leave it up to chance. That'll... Yeah, that works too. So one of the other things that I like about Esterin is um they did a ton of work as far as um their campaign setting. Uh they have one official campaign book right now that's published. Uh it's book three, it's called Deard. And mm-hmm. in that book, they have a tremendous depth uh, to the pre-generated characters and the the world in general. Like the world build, building is incredible. Um, they have NPCs that have entire like narrative arcs and everything like that. So um, they really, really took their time and invested in the pre-generated characters, which is wonderful, especially if you're brand new and you just kind of want to dive right in. Uh, Book Zero is available for free uh, PDF on uh, Drive Through RPG. So if you are interested in giving it a test run, that is technically all you need. It gives you six pre-generated characters you can choose from and three short uh, campaign scenarios that you can play through as well. So uh, check that out. But we are looking at the first uh, first potential uh, campaign idea. Uh, there is a explorer who has hired you to investigate the following. Uh, there was an emblem and various gear gear from soldiers that were in a contingent that disappeared almost 600 years ago during the ice era. He found these items and is hoping 
to go back with the crew and find the crown of a long dead king. Uh, I kind of pulled this uh, information from a short story that it talks about during the ice era, which happened like almost 600 years ago. Um, a contingent of 200 Sounds a little knights. bit like the lost Roman legion sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's, it seemed yeah. kind of like that. Uh, the other uh, option that we have is there is. You've been hired uh, by a group of giantists who uh, they are investigating a, a group of researchers that went missing in an area called Carmine Chasm. Uh, it is renowned all over Tricazel um, because it's a place of particular interest to giantists. There are um, these very strange like red uh, flowers that are almost like blood colored. And um, kind of a little spin that I put on it is they are uh, the only like flower or vegetation that they know of that you can extract um, organic flux from, uh, which or sorry. Yeah, like so what you would extract from living tissue. Um, so I think that's a, that's an interesting thing, but they're hiring you to go and see if you can find the crew that went missing. Um, so those are the two scenarios that we are running through. And that was inspired based off of the excerpts they have in the book on, uh, Carmine Chasm. So I vote for the second, because I think that if we're going to be playing these short series of these games, uh, investigating something like giantists and like such a setting specific, uh, you know, kind of role mechanic, you know, um, thing like that. It just seems really, um, seems like a really good opportunity to showcase what this, uh, this world's all about. Okay. Cool. I, uh, I, I, I am down with that. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by missing people like going and finding them because you just know something horrible happened. So let's go have says that horrible thing happen to us lover. too. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like Cthulhu such a Cthulhu guy. thing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens in the valley that you can get blood out of flowers. <laughs> right. Yes. Even I'm, mother I, her, I'm, I feel like I'm a little biased because I'm playing a giantist for this, but I am down. <laughs> All right, yeah. there we have it. There we have it. So we're going to go with Mario uh, 2. Scenario two will take place um, in the springtime, which uh, for those of you that don't know, try Cazelle, uh, every season is Flash pretty much- flood, cold, rain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like tons of rain, just like getting caught in flooding, like like boggy, ma marshy, like areas, just- Trench you know, foot. Oh, yeah. oh, so my job, yeah. great. Trench I'm gonna be hoofing it through some wet yeah, Esterin, Esterin is everything can kill you. The food can kill you. The weather can kill you. The person walking down the street can kill you. Everything. It's, it's like, like Oregon Trail. Going, summer. <laughs> yeah. The weather's nice. Not going to die of exposure. Joke's on you. Bears. Bears. <laughs> Bears. So All right. Well, I guess. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Let's scenario really two it is. Right. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Woo. So if you are... Um, lucky enough to have book one uh, universe. Um, character creation for Esterin is, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. There are certain things that I really, really love about it. Uh, there are other things that can be a little bit confusing, um, but I think part of that lends itself to the general layout of Esterin. Esterin is written from a very like storytelling oriented view. So if you're familiar with um, role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's like, hey, I'm curious Crunchy. what flanking is. Let me look up in the, you know, index. Oh, it's on this page. Perfect. You go there, you look up flanking. 
Uh, Estrin is not so much organized that way. It is a little bit more difficult to reference specific rules because a lot of the books are written from the perspective of people in the actual world of Estrin. So you might have somebody who, you know, went to, uh, you know, Carmine Chasm and they had this horrific supernatural experience and barely escaped with their life. And they went back to a tavern and they're recollecting their experiences to a group of people in this tavern. And it's like, that's what you have in the book. You have this crazy dude story. So um, so it's really cool from that perspective, but it can be a little bit uh, intensive uh, from like a referencing rules perspective. My advice is just the more invested you get in it, the more you read the books and delve into it, the easier it gets. So, but book one, character creation starts on page 200 and it is broken down into 10 steps. Now, some of these steps literally take like five seconds. Other ones take a little bit more time. Uh, I would say, in my experience, the one that takes the most time is the last step, which is uh, equipment and description. Um, we're probably going to not do that during this uh, stream and we'll uh, upload the character sheets once it's done um, so that you guys can see what everybody purchased for gear. So the first part is gonna be <laughs> ethnicity. And we will go through this together. There are essentially four different um, main ethnic groups in uh, the world of Tri-Kazel. There are the mention, people of... Yes. Oh, we should mention that, unlike a lot of other games, uh, there are only humans. You can only play a human in Shadows of Estrin. Um, yeah, no elves, no dwarves, nothing like that. So, um, you know, there are certainly other things out there. Yes. Nothing that you can start by playing. And I say start by playing because... Who knows what happens in Estrin? Oh, Isn't that's that right? terrifying. I didn't realize that oh, you could. Oh, man. Uh, oh, goodness. Um, I started human. <laughs> um, so there uh, are the people of Tricazel, which um, they're kind of like, uh, they're descendants from centuries of mixing between all cultures. So it's your standard, whatever the majority is. A little bit of everything. It's like, yeah. So. Yeah, that's Tricazellians. There are the Osag people who are, um, think of them almost as like the, um, they're like the Norse, like Viking. They're kind of like natives in Tricazel. So they're the people that were there before like formalized government and stuff came along. They're a pretty clan nomadic type people. Um, and again, think of like big burly, like really pale, like Viking people. That's kind of the Osag people. There are the Tarish people, uh, which are people of unknown origin. There's kind of this um, mystery and uh, kind of skepticism that surrounds the Tarish people. No one knows where they came from. They're also referred to as people of the West. Um, and they are kind of, I would say they have similarities to like the Romani people. Um, are so, they like gypsies? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, they're more, um, yeah, they're kind of nomadic. They travel in like, caravans they're very family oriented yeah. they don't have a lot of written literature or like history a lot of what they do is like word of mouth so um that's kind of the terrorist people in a nutshell uh they also experience of, some prejudice from a lot of the other groups as well much yeah. like the roma people as well yeah yes. when i was reading it i got a very uh gypsy vibe from the terrorist folks uh, romani vibe yeah yeah oh sorry is that what they said sorry. Yeah. yeah that's sorry. a <laughs> that's a slur now yeah oh i'm sorry Hey, we said murder and death, so like an accidental like slur. We'll we'll let it slide. Like, great things is, about these I games, though, is you learn. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Good to know. And then the last group that they have are the people of the continent. Uh, these are often like slimmer and more slender than the natives from Tricazel. They have more delicate and sharp facial features. Think about like almost like um like European, East, like, European <laughs> like I would say like yeah they're like Europeans kind of in that regard. And there's a little uh let me see. Yeah, that's kind of the best description I can give you there. They are also um, but Europeans from, who probably came over on airships a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so that's another cool thing they said. So they they that's hail it. from, uh, or they most likely hail from the continent, which is uh, to the north and the east of the um, land of Tricazel, and it is basically separated by like an impassable mountain range, like just the most massive, formidable mountains you can imagine, like no one goes there and if they do nobody returns right there's like uh there's like a one-off story in the book of somebody who went there looking for like you know riches and they heard rumors of these beautiful civilizations and this and that and they came back like 20 30 years later and nobody recognized them and they said that they spent the past two decades of their life wandering in a wasteland so like it's it gives you a lot of room as a as a leader as a game leader to kind of run with and make your own thing um, so that is the first step. So ethnicity, everybody can go ahead and choose from one of those four things. Uh, there is no in-game mechanical advantages or disadvantages of choosing any of these. So they don't attribute to your stats or points or anything like that. It's your backstory, your flavor. Yeah. We are also going to, at the end of this, we're going to post our characters. Um, and for those of you that are, if anyone is watching right now, there are character sheets that are available on DriveThruRPG. If you would like to go there, you can look at those for free just so you can kind of follow along with character creation if you're interested. They are also uh, in the back of book one. And I will do my best to kind of just show you a quick what they look like. So, you know, at the top, you have like your name, your ethnicity, age, all that good stuff. Uh, it goes down to your health condition here. You have more or less your stats, which they call ways in Esterin. Advantages and disadvantages, which are really fun. We'll get into those. You have your domains and disciplines, which are similar to like skills, I would say, in some other games. Um, second page is going to be more of like your weapons, equipment, um, some of the more mechanical things in game, like your treasure, uh, your armor value. Um, oh, it's a little hard to hear you, Troy. Yeah, Troy, you're a little far like back. hiding behind the book. You're not yeah, I'm hiding yeah. Book. about it. Yeah, your audio. Second, second page is going to be more of like uh, mechanical things in game. So like your um, your weapons, your gear, um, your speed, defense ratings. No, for like however long you have things. <laughs> yeah, for uh, how exactly? Because guess what? Nothing is certain. And so, then the last page, uh, the last page is kind of your history, your birthplace. Um, your personality, which uh, is a big part of uh, character creation, and your um, sanity chart, which is very interesting, and then kind of highlights and that kind of stuff. So um, that's kind of the three pages. So, um, Sarah, I have to ask you because we uh, discussed making tandem characters. Yes. Um, what What are you going with for your uh, for your? Um, I'm I'm pretty open, honestly. I'm I'm thinking. Maybe we do just go try Kazel. Okay. And just, they're from here. Yeah. Okay. That's cool by me. Yeah. Nice and safe. <laughs> Radical. What do you think of that, Christian? <laughs> I, I am I'm going Tarish. Nice. Yeah. Tarish all the way. Nice. Love it. I'm Hi. also going to be Tri-Kazelian. Okay. 
Continental to round us out. Yeah. Solid. Well All rounded right. party. The natives are underrepresented. Awesome. Oh, I see. I, I almost made an OSAG. I was going to make an OSAG to more I mean, if you guys are twins, you literally can't be. Exactly. Exactly. Races, so I can fine. Or they I, could. I'm, and it'd be weird. I'm not committed. <laughs> Do you want to play OSAG twins? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll stick with the regular, you know. Try this out. Okay, so All right. Everyone has decided on their ethnicity. The next Boom. step. Step two. Step two is going to be dun to dun profession, birthplace, and social class. Now, these things do have a mechanical in game effect on your character. Okay. So we'll start off by choosing the profession. Now, there are a list of a variety of different professions in this. Think of these as your classes. So if you're familiar with other games like Pathfinder, um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, that kind of stuff, your profession is your classes. Having said that, Shadows of Estrin is very, very open, uh, and there's not like hard, fast lines. So unlike some other role-playing games where like if you're a wizard, you have like spells and stuff like that, with very limited exceptions, you can pretty much customize your character to be and do whatever you want, regardless of your profession. Um, it just kind of creates like a backstory and uh, jives well with whatever plan or plot you have for your character. The other in-game thing that your profession does for you is it gives you a primary domain and a secondary domain. Your domains uh, are, as we mentioned before, kind of like skills. Those are gonna be on the first page of your character sheet. And you will get five points, which is the maximum number of points you can have in domain for your primary domain. And you will get three points in your secondary domain. Um, so I will give you guys a moment to look those over. Uh, just kind of list off a few different ones we have. There's a fighter, explorer, a bard, craftsman. Uh, there is a peasant, uh, physician, rogue, spy, vargal. Magiantist. There's a whole bunch of different ones. So maybe and, maybe uh, define those. Uh... Fun fact, all of you, <laughs> real quick. If you don't have a certain number of points in erudition, you cannot read. So if reading is a part of your character, be aware. <laughs> and, just, and also as a side note, like the illiteracy rate in Triacazel is really high. So it's not weird if you don't know how to read. Most common people don't know how to read. Uh, but, you know, are we common people? Maybe. Mm -hmm. we'll so, in one of our first games of Shadows of Western, we played a group and like no, no one in our entire party could read. And Troy forgot at one point and he had a character hand us a note and we were like, <laughs> like you need to find us. someone. Read. We're like, somebody help. That, that was the, the adventure. Real world problem for the Middle Ages. Yeah. We did yeah, find that. a translator. His name was G Money. Oh, <laughs> he was the best. Seems so, very so on brand for Esther. <laughs> When you pick a profession, his name was Gerald, but we called him Demon. Go ahead, uh, Christian. The primary one you automatically get five in. Yes, correct. And the then the secondary one, one. Now, in mine, I can choose between because I'm going. I'm going fighter. I'm going to make a Tarish swordsman mercenary is what I'm doing. So, yep. um, I can choose it shooting or shooting and throwing or feet. So I choose one of those two and I put three in. Is that what you said? Correct. Yep. Thank absolutely. You. I'm you. choosing um, rogue because my character is going to be. Uh, the scoundrel, that's for sure. Excellent. Um, while we are looking over these, yeah. Troy, could you define... Feats athletics, by the way, so it's grappling, running, jumping, feats of strength, endurance, anything like that. 
Uh, Trey, well, could you define some of the weirder ones for chat? Uh, Magiantist keeps yeah. coming up, and no one knows what that means. Yeah, Vargol. Hey, Vargol. Yeah. No, Demorthan. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a quick backstory here. So Tricazel, the continent of Tricazel, is broken up into three different um, uh, sections. So the southern portion of Tricazel is Talcair, which, if you think of Talcair, it's more of a um, traditional, uh, like druidic um, kind of tribal land for the most part there's obviously still big cities and you know villages and there are uh every different faction exists in every different place but that's kind of just a general that's like the more traditional area there is guidre which is the north uh west which is going to be um pretty much the hub of the temple of the one god which think kind of like um honestly like the crusades so these people follow a prophet named Sostrain. And uh, the uh, members of the temple are capable of, um, some of them are capable of literally performing miracles, which is an example of magic that they do have in Tricazel or in Shadows of Estrin. Um, but, you know, it's, it's anything, that, anything that any other entity has, the temple also has. So they have their own group of blade knights, which are the strong arm of the temple. They have um, vectors, which are kind of like the people that travel and spread the word. They have monks and clerics. Um, they have Sagirs, which are kind of like the investigators, like the Illuminati of the temple, uh, which is really cool. Um, and then the last place that they have is Rage, and Rage is the northeast of Tricazel, and that is kind of the hub of the um, Magiantists. And think of Magiantists as uh, very steampunky, like technology-oriented. They primarily work with Flux, which is very similar to like fossil fuels. It's, um, it is a substance that is extracted from different materials. So plants, um, there's four, four different types of flux. So uh, plants uh, are one type. There is um, or, uh, organic flux, which comes from like living tissue. Um, there is uh, flux that comes from like the actual earth, like dirt, rocks, mineral, that kind flux. Of stuff, mineral flux. And then there is fossil flux, which is a very rare and very pure, uh, it doesn't need any refinement or anything. Um, and that is the fourth kind of flux and it's called fossil flux. But they use this flux to power industrial equipment and machines. They have everything from elevators to um, airships. Like back in the day, they had airships. Uh, they have lightning gauntlets and all kinds of really cool shit. So- uh, Different tonics and injections that can do incredible things. So yes, tonics are kind of like, basically like magic science, the giants. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It, yeah, it's exactly magic science. That's what we were going with. A combination when you were, of magic. When you were magic describing science. that, it, it actually reminded me a bit of our Blades in the Dark, kind of that feel where it's like a blend. Like you don't know, like this isn't like strictly science as we where know it. the magic ends like, and the yes. science begins. Yeah, it's really, it's, all right, cool. So, um, yeah, so I would say, uh, so that's just a general description of the layout. The four classes that I would say are very specific to Shadows of Estrin that, you know, like every game has fighters, every game has rogues, right? Um, but your Magiantists, which we discussed, your um, uh, Temple members, so members of the Temple, uh, you have Demorathan, which are basically Druids. Um, they harness energy called Rindat, or they harness energy um, and they use um, Rindath to channel that energy through Ogham stones, which are rune stones. So they have rune stones that do very specific things that they can pull energy from this universe around them and do stuff with. So anything from like, you can, um, you know, summon water, you can call a hurricane, like you can do crazy shit like that. So um, 
those are Demorthan. Um, and they are also kind of viewed as very powerful spiritual leaders of towns. So they're, they're kind of spread throughout all of Tricazel, more so in the um, Talcair. And then the last one I would say that's kind of a primary um, genre is occultists. Um, they don't have their own like place per se, uh, but they dabble in um, like the dark arts, right? It's occultism. So they, they go into like um, someone that would investigate like haunted places or ghost hunters or people that investigate like possessions and ghost those facers? Kind of, yeah ghost, facers? No. ghost hunters no that was a uh, supernatural joke supernatural joke oh fair enough i to get the reference uh so yeah that's probably the fourth like primary category um but the cool thing is based on the way character creation is done you can invest points in literally anything so if you are a terrorist mercenary uh you know swordsman if you if it makes sense and you dabbled in a little bit of occultism, you can put points in that and you will know about it versus someone who doesn't have any points in it. So did everybody pick a profession? And if so, what do we have? Christian, you start us off because you kind of already know what you want to be. I had a pretty good idea since I knew we were playing. I, I'm going Tarish Swordsman. So he's going to be a fighter. Okay. I um Yeah, like I just said, I'm going to be a Tricazellian uh, rogue. Uh, a street rat. <laughs> uh, I am going to be playing again, Tricazellian Hunter. Ooh. All right. Twins. Twinsies. Uh, so I, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, but I, I, you know, I woke up this morning and I was strongly feeling, I think a Vargle, is that how I say it? A Vargle? Yeah. Um, I really like the idea of just like a an adventurous girl character who's just kind of traveling the world, kind of, uh, exploring and like kind of Seeing bringing things, messages and people. Yeah. Trading stories. Sometimes killing them. <laughs> Vargle. Is to like, think of like Strider. Like Aragorn, they're from Lord ranger, of the Rangers. Yeah. They're rangers. They're literally rangers, so they're kind yeah. of well versed in everything and like travel the continent of Tricazel that like nobody. <laughs> travel is a super important skill in this game. You will die within three days in the wilderness without it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no way you will make it. <laughs> My character will 100 die. Yeah, and I would say kind of um, opposite to Sarah's character. I feel like um, my character is not going to be very much of a fighter at all. You know. She's also very wilderness-y, wilderness yeah. but like mine's just like jumping around, climbing trees and stuff. Cool. cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Solid. I am continental but giantist. Hey. Hey. Solid. Hey. Hey. Thanks, I read me books too. Stuff. <laughs> uh, it also does have a little um, like footnote in here for other occupations. So if you ever get to play uh, Shadows Vestrum with a group of people and there is something that is not on the list that one of your characters wants to play, you can do that. Uh, again, RPGs are all about creativity and improvisation. So if somebody's like, I want to be a court jester, cool. Come up with a primary and a secondary domain and you've got it. Like, not a problem. Um, so the next step is going to be birthplace. Oh, so really quick for the five of you, uh, your primary and secondary domains listed on your character sheet. For your primary domain, fill in all five little bubbles. For your secondary, fill in three out of five. Yes, thank you for repeating because I don't Yes. Uh, <laughs> the next step is birthplace. It is important to determine for each PC whether he or she has grown up in a rural place or a city. Obviously, because that's going to dictate kind of your aptitude. Um, 
This is interesting too. Regardless of their birthplace, a military service of one year is mandatory in Tribe Gazelle. Each inhabitant, man or woman, has the duty to contribute to the defense of the community and is given basic training in fighting. Because of this, every PC has a plus one bonus level in close combat. So uh, there is a little caveat to that, however. If your PC was exempted from such service or you avoided it for one reason or another, if such a reason is justified because of your history, backstory, origin, or whatever you want to do for your character, you can instead put that bonus point in a different skill. So if, you know, Amber as a magician, or, you know, uh, let's just say, uh, Jess, if your character as a Varigal, if you like fled military service, like literally AWOL, and just started traveling the wilderness, um, that would be maybe an example of why you don't have close combat training, at, at least as much. Okay. Um, you know, or your character, Amber the Magiantist, if you, you know, were like very sickly as a child and young adult as a child yeah they're like he can't even pick up a sword like that would make sense why they wouldn't put you in the military and instead you have an aptitude for books so you have an extra point in erudition you read good and stuff you Ooh, know I'm tempted, so. I'm tempted to do something like that yeah, yeah so anybody, i just look so pathetic next to my twin that they were like See, why, even, I, why even bother with this kid i and had a, just... i had a dumber idea for the two of them she did her year of service and then did a year disguised as him. Mm. So he could Which get is out such of a it. thing I would do too. I'd be like, hey, sis, I need a, I need a, I need a favor. <laughs> and she's ready to be like, I won't make it. I'll die. And love it. Total twin switch. <laughs> this, yeah, like I'm just like, great. come on, this skin, this skin in the military? <laughs> like, this is a summer sausage and you're going to need it. And we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> You'll need it for approximately one year. <laughs> I mean, oh. I think I'm going to end up taking some close combat because I am a rogue, but I do love the idea that I'm a draft dodger. Like, what a The jerk. other thing uh, <laughs> that I have discovered, uh, you know, for those of us who like to min-max and metagame, which, by the way, aside, I hate that shit, but whatever. We'll talk about that it. on another That episode. will be a modified yeah. roles episode, yeah. Uh, Definitely going to be an episode later. Um, technically... If you already have five points in a domain, which is the maximum amount, when you get a sixth point in it, you choose a discipline, which is a even more specialized subcategory in that domain. So we're going to use close combat as an example. Christian. Yeah, because that puts me at six. Yeah. Yes. So you will. So you want to have six points. So what you're going to do is you're going to have if you fight somebody with a stick or with a sword or with literally the flat end of your shield, anything like that, you will use plus five for your close combat. Okay. Now, if you acquire a six point in close combat, you have a discipline. Now you're a swordsman, so I would imagine that would be swords, like yep. long swords or short swords or whatever. If you fight specifically with one of those tools, you will add a plus six instead of a plus five. So you are particularly skilled in that area. Um, at the beginning of character creation, you can only have a maximum of two disciplines. So you cannot have more than six points in any skill, and you cannot have more than two skills with six points. So that is a way to get a free discipline for those that like to min-max, uh, specifically in close combat or, I guess, any of your other primary domains, right? Amber, you're a Magiantist, so if you pick Magiantist as your primary and you said, hey, I was super Magiantist, you could have a, you know, a discipline in Magiantist. 
Yeah, super um, giant. So Sarah, I'm craft. I'm gonna I make the worst characters on purpose. I'm aiming for embarrassment. But Sarah, do you think that we grew up in a rural or urban environment? Should we should we leave this to uh, Christian? I was gonna say, should we ask Christian this? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Why is Christian deciding? Because I, right I got stuck right. raising him. That's that's how. So <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I was going to go rural for me, uh, but that would be where I spent my childhood. So I, you know, as a, as a uh, swordsman and a mercenary and a tarish who was on the road, uh, and we'll get more into my backstory in a little bit that I came up with with my guy, but as someone on the road kind of traveling around, then uh, he was out, you know, out in the woods. He lived on a wagon train, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mama used to dance for the money they throw, like share, right? And so he was, he was out, he was traveling <laughs> like around. Share. And uh, and so he was rural. But for you guys, now here's the thing: if we're going to say that you know I was a mercenary and I somehow like adopted you people somewhere along the way, could be either. So what do you think? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, if if he was like a wandering mercenary, right? Wandered around like you know in camp, that would be rural probably because you were you were part of like the baggage train of, of a military. <laughs> You know, sure, I could, which, would, which would make sense. It would be a perfect, perfect uh, environment to grow both your characters. What it sounds like, you know, you could certainly become a hunter or, a, you know, a rogue. Yeah, that makes, that makes plenty of sense to me. I would say you guys are able to pick whichever of those two you want, because you can say you spent pretty much an equal amount of time in both as your childhood. Right. You probably went to larger areas and cities to get contracts as a mercenary, but you also traveled all the time to get to your different locations in your contract. So the reason why that's important is because a PC who spent most of their childhood in a rural environment adds a plus one to their level in natural environment. A PC who spent most of their childhood in an urban environment adds plus one in relation. So that has a mechanical in-game effect. My character was like, ew, the woods again, ew. Ew. That's so funny. I'm doing like the exact opposite. I like to think that my character like grew up in the city like most of her life when she was super young. It was like, I can't take this. I gotta get out of here. I'm never going back. I hate cities. Wilderness. Woods. Woods. Bees. Bears. <laughs> hey, bears. Bees. You can keep those bears to yourself, actually, though. Um, the next step is choosing your social class. So you can be either. A commoner, a member of the clergy, or a member of nobility. Those are the three social classes you can fall within. Um, each one of those will give you a plus one level in two different things. So uh, let's say you are a, I don't think anybody is a member of the clergy, correct? We can cross that one off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nope. Does, is anybody interested in being nobility? Yes, but I'm definitely not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so i think that leaves everybody as being commoners so commoners is the most obviously broad spectrum thing i most see just thinking though yeah you know yeah. i'm thinking about I, I runaway princess <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i'm thinking about if i yes, if i was nobility and just rejected that old LARPing life is larping in the woods That's yeah yeah you know i think yeah. of it oh, like the, cool. uh, so i think of the vargals in a sense is like the uh night's watch right like it doesn't matter what station you had or who you were once you yeah. join the Vargles, you're a Vargles. Like, yeah. None of that shit. Yeah, I think off. I might do it. Do it. Okay. Yeah, I think so, I might. so then, Jess, we'll start with you. So as a okay. member of nobility, you obtain a plus one bonus in one of the two domains. 
Close combat, erudition, relation, or science. So you pick two out of those four and you add plus one to each of those. As commoners, uh, the PC obtains a plus one level in one of two domains. Oh, so it breaks up there's commoners. There's three levels in commoners, yeah. Yeah, there's Ooh. three different subsections. So <laughs> the first tier? is Demorathan, which no one is a Demorathan. Uh, the second is craftsmen and workers, which arguably uh, everybody could fall into, I would say. Um, so that's peasants and rural people as well as Demorathans is the first tier. Okay, gotcha. Craftsmen and workers, I would imagine, are kind of like your blue-collar folk, um, which, you know, mercenary could be a craft. Rogue, honestly, you could be like a swindler, right? Some guy that, like, swindles people at bars and shit. Um, Magiantists would be crafters, so that could potentially be that. Um, Obviously, warriors or hunters. Hunters, that's a blue-collar job if I've ever heard one. Deadliest catch and try gazelle. Let's go. (laughs) Um, So if you choose that, uh, you get a plus one in one of the following two domains. Craft, erudition, relation, or science. One in two of the domains. Yes, correct. You pick two out of those and you we get plus two. one. Okay. Yep. And then if you choose to be from the middle class, you obtain plus one in two domains chosen from craft, erudition, performance, and relation. Um, all right, cool. So if I wanted to, can I go with... Um, I would like to just use the peasants. Like, you know, he grew up in a wagon train, so he was a peasant. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. That and makes then, total sense. So, and can you, so feats, can you explain what feats are again? Yeah, so feats is going to encompass um, any sort of like athletic, physical fitness type of check. So if you are going to be sprinting or running up a hill or climbing a mountain or swimming or wrestling, anything, jumping, yeah, wrestling, jumping, cool. that's a feats check. Yeah, I'm definitely um, grabbing that one. All right, cool. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a super I important right? skill, honestly. I did feet and travel, actually, is what I took. So, yeah. No matter how high um, it is, you can always roll a one and fail to walk down an incline. <laughs> yeah, so one of one <laughs> of the characters Amber is playing in one of our two campaigns, uh, Locke, uh, is, has, like, excellent feats. He's a great swordsman. He's a knight. And he's, like, always, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm fucking top-notch. Like, I can run, jump, swim, whatever. And then every time without fail that he needs to make a feats roll, he always biffs it. So Biff like, it. <laughs> so does mountain, he really have excellent feats? Yeah, exactly. No, everyone's convinced <laughs> that he has two left feet. It's great. Yep. Uh, <laughs> step three is going to be the ways. The ways are your stats. Okay. There are five different ways. Um, there is the way of combativeness, the way of creativity, the way of empathy, the way of reason, and the way of conviction. One of the things that I love about Shadows of Estrin is having a high or a low number in a particular way is not necessarily good or bad. It is bad in the sense that any sort of corresponding uh, domains that are related to that way, like if you have a low creativity, you are going to naturally be a worse performer. So it is bad in that aspect. But when it comes to your kind of... um, your strengths and weaknesses or your uh, flaws and your advantages. Um, Having a low combativeness could be a good thing. It could mean you're very cool headed and calm, right? Um, Having a high combativeness could be a good thing. It could mean that you're very um, observant and alert and responsive to danger. Take initiative. Uh, 
initiative, right? You're, you're bold, you're courageous, right? So I love how they do that with the skills. Could mean you have um, a short temper. <laughs> yeah, it could and also you're, be you're quick to anger, which is yeah. a bad thing. Yes. So, and we'll get into that at a later step Impulsive. of character creation. But that is something that I do really love about the way Shadows Vestron runs it is that it's not so much that having a good skill is good or bad, or I'm sorry, having a high way is good or bad. It just is something and it contributes to the way you play your character. So um, ways are very easy. You assign one, two, three, four, five. That's it. You pick one for each of those numbers. So very easy. You can choose however you want. There are variants where you can choose um, any combination of 15 total. So like some of the NPCs that they list in the books have like two fours, two twos, and a three, right? So they don't have a five or a one in anything. Uh, for, for my particular campaign, we're just going to go easy, one through five. So That's also more fun because that means you have two major yeah, ways and two minor lows. ways and yeah. they both give yeah. you. Yeah. I think yeah. I have mine. Adventures and I wanna... are not well-balanced people. <laughs> yeah, most people are, honestly. I want to <laughs> pitch this to you, Troy, and tell me if you think I'm on the right track with where, like how I assigned these. Is that okay? Yeah, right track. Uh, make a travel check. I'm just <laughs> no, no, right my track. character will what? suck at you're that. dead actually you can <laughs> yeah. fact you're dead you died in the mud <laughs> no but here's uh here's my thought process for my my rogue um i made him very creative um he's resourceful that's what he's got he's got to be right he you know Makes sense um secondly i picked reason because i need to be able to read people i need to be able to read a room i need to be able to logically oriented yes yeah exactly like i pick my mark and i make my move on it for that reason, check, check yeah, yeah, check yeah. the guards. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, for that reason, I made my empathy two. I don't care what people think. I can kind of get a gauge for it, but for the most part, I'm not sticking around long enough to care. Uh, conviction, well, like conviction is my one. What oh, yeah. I, I'm a rogue. <laughs> yeah, I'm a rogue. Like why? Do, I'm Services not. go to the highest bidder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that puts combativeness right in the middle. It's like my fight or flight is like. I look to my sister. You know what I mean? Sure. Rainy, does, that, does that seem right? I'm really yeah, glad that awesome. without yeah. discussing this with each other, we both put conviction at one. Wow. You know what? Um, they're just like constantly traveling because they're like, fuck this shit, I'm out. With everything. Here's what's good about that. So I was just going to run my numbers past you guys. Really flexible. Conviction get, one. Get kind of back into my own character's background. Uh, he had a you know some tragedy uh, where he lost his family, his Tash family. He he had at some point swore revenge, but he's going to be an older character. He's raised Troy and uh, Rainy and Sarah's characters, so uh, that's kind of fallen by the wayside because he's got caught up in other things. But I have conviction as a five. Oh wow, he's our moral principle. It's, like, you know, it's like he's like he's he's sort of about the honor, but he's he's kind of you know he's dealing with not. And I'm going to take some disadvantages and some addictions for him. That that's how he's coping with the fact that he hasn't kind of done what he's sworn what he was going to do yet. But I, I have five for that, four for combativeness because he's a, a mercenary. Uh, three for empathy, two for reason, one for creativity. So almost the Stop. exact opposite of you. Very straight laced. <laughs> yep. Just, you know, he drinks and he kills things. That's what he does. <laughs> and he raises orphans. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Does he beat the creativity out of his children? <laughs> uh, you know what? I think nope. that it actually makes Clearly more sense <laughs> that if he, yeah, no, if he, uh, if he raised us, it's kind of funny to think about it. Like he said, apparently I did. Maybe we just latched on to him because we were just like, you're our way out of this hellhole. That's it. And, that's it. And he no, put up you know with what? us. That's perfect. You guys could have just been like some camp orphans that yeah. just kind of like latched onto him. And he, 
Yeah. Despite, you know, he's got a three empathy, but that you reminded him of like his own lost family or whatever. And just kind of was like, fine, you know, big, big grudgingly, quote unquote. Yeah, you guys yeah, we we he's just like secretly a cinnamon roll on the outward. He's like this hard drinking, sword fighting, scarred badass, but like also like can't turn away a stray kitten. It's just these these two idiot eight year olds started following him everywhere, and he went, "Oh, they're mine now, aren't they?" And they <laughs> like, went, they're, they're gonna die if I don't help them." Yeah, but also <laughs> the sword. So he was like, "All right, he took a liking to you," and then he's like, "Hey, you're good at stealing shit." Yeah, That's I just kept coming back with like, stuff. I just kept coming back and being like, "You look like you needed this," and he's like, "You little shit, hell yeah, let's get out of here." <laughs> they don't know not to eat poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what are you looking at? I don't know. You know, I'm kind of struggling with how I want to arrange this. I think I want my character to be to, to be like pretty lazy. Like she's like a noble, but like she left and she, you know, she left that life behind and she wants to be out in the wilderness, but she just wants to like sleep in trees and stuff. Are you a stoner? Yeah, that's that's hysterical <laughs> to me because the life of nobility is the epitome of laziness and then like living in the wild by right, yourself. Right. Not <laughs> so right. so whatever you're especially in the wilds of Esterin. <laughs> Wait, what which one won? I said, whatever you're thinking of making your reason, make it one. Like, you think so? <laughs> you know, I considered that. I play one reason characters very well. I make choices um, that are not smart. <laughs> oh. Uh, what about you? Uh, what about you, Amber? What are you thinking? So I'm very excited to play a character that has a lot of internal conflict with everything. So I put reason five and empathy four. So I'm my idea is to create a character whose head is constantly at war with his heart, um, like and just feels things very strongly, cares very deeply about people, um, but also his logical mind knows that sometimes the like the the correct answer the hard answer um, is like an, an immoral one, but it's the most efficient one. Um, and that has been a battle all of his life, especially in his Magians and scientific training, um, yeah. is that conflict yeah. between the demands of progress, logical progress, um, and his soft heart. <laughs> Amber, the, the fact that you want to run Mistborn for this show and you haven't read that trilogy, you like, do it because you just described Alan Venture in a nutshell. <laughs> I would say oh, uh, boy. I also thought of a lot of similarities to one of the pre-generated characters in this. Um, he is a giantist and his name is uh Finn, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Finn. I think it's Finn. Yep. And uh he is one of the, I would say one of the core main four characters in the campaign uh Dierg in their published campaign. And the narrative arc that they chose for him was that of ethics. And it's very similar to what you described where his experiences in the Magiants like um, university were very jarring to him. And without getting too, too into it, uh, he had to choose between, you know, morality and efficiency. So it was kind of similar to what you said and it kind of shook him. So great I like theme. that. Uh, yeah, ethics is a great character arc, a great, great like for main sure. trope. Um, so yeah. Yeah, uh, so and um, everybody- my creativity is a three. My conviction is a two, because uh, living like that just he he doubts everything. He thinks and doubts everything. Uh, mm. And combativeness is a one. 
not want to fight. He is not good at fighting. Thinks we can talk this out. This is clearly a miscommunication. <laughs> That's where I come in. Wow, Chris. Wow. Oh no, Sarah's a good fighter too, right? Okay. I was yeah. like, is Christian our only good fighter? No, oh, it's Sarah's okay. You know I roll like crap, so I'm probably not gonna actually I'm gonna be a good fighter. <laughs> That's the way oh, it is. If you build a fighter, you are gonna biff everything physical <laughs> ever. My like, com- oh a hill, a gentle hill. Oh, just down on your mouth the whole way eating gravel. Like <laughs> my combativeness is my top stat. That's perfect. That's my yeah. five. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. The other things that I would like to point out about Shadows of Estrin is um, it's a it's a low fantasy, gritty, and realistic world. So uh, when I say that, it doesn't have a lot of similarities to like a Dungeons and Dragons where you are a wizard flying around throwing fireballs at shit. Like that's just not the way shit works. Yeah. What they do instead is they take ordinary people and they put them through a series of extraordinary experiences that change them. So um, your character will more or less always have the same hit points. It will always be basically equally easy to kill your character. Your character will never be beyond getting the common cold and dying. Like right. no matter how extraordinary of deeds you've accomplished or anything like that, like it's it's deadly. It's a deadly world. And no one is prone You're to that. You can't, you can't have a level 20 character that can jump off the side of a mountain and not take enough falling damage to die. Like you will die, right? So um so I really love that about Estrin because it encourages you to make smart decisions. Um, I think to Jess's character uh, in one of our campaigns that she's playing, uh, Tierney, she tried to breathe fire on a bear that was attacking them. And she straight up inhaled a bunch of fire and literally <laughs> has been on the verge of death ever since then. Like for the past 10 sessions, she's just been in a constant state of almost, almost death. Dead. <laughs> um, like, uh, do, like do better. I guess I don't know, right? Like risk it for the biscuit, but also, yeah, it was pretty desperate. It would have been cool if it worked, but that one. (laughs) That's one thing that I'm, I'm really excited about that. Like as we play more games in in the DMs After Dark uh, series that we're doing, like that's such a great design mechanic for Estrin. Like they don't want you to ever feel safe, so you're never going to have more hit points. You know what I mean? Um, And then we'll play other games where like. You know, I'll say this, I've I've run some Starfinder and like there's a running joke, like you can't kill a Starfinder character. Like it's so hard to do it because because that's the game they want to run though. They want to show you being like these insane space cowboys, you know what I mean? Like space. Right. so yeah, like I really like that. Like I'm I'm excited to see because normally I'm a forever DM. So like when I get to play, I play so stupid and Troy, do not feel bad literally oh. just wasting me <laughs> christian you have your job cut out for you keeping this kid alive yeah, permission given yeah okay so i mean he's useful ways. right he brings me stuff so yeah we'll keep him around the ways are uh done or almost done so we will go yep. ahead and move to the next step yep and the next step is going to be age setbacks and history so age is a really cool thing in Shadows of Estrin because everybody dies very young. Um, for example, 31 to 35 years is the maximum age that it actually recommends in Estrin. And the reason it does that, it actually says something in here about it. Um, where is it? Yeah. You cannot be over 35 year, years old since a more advanced age would be rather implausible regarding the experience he is given at creation. So like if you lived 35 years and you have your starting experience points the same as everybody else, it's just not like realistic. Now, having said that, Christian, you said you were thinking about 38. That's fine. Yeah. Like we can well, we, yeah, I mean, we'll just use a 35. Close it. 
Yeah, we'll use the 35 category, but <laughs> you don't want to take another setback, dude. I'll take four. I don't care. Also, if you have four of these setbacks, you are wrecked. <laughs> They're pretty yeah, so bad. Here's, a lot of them are pretty the bad. Other thing. Setbacks are amazing. Okay. So the way that age works is the way that they represent the experience of age is that like the longer you've lived, the more shitty stuff you've encountered, <laughs> which gives you more experience to spend at the start of your character creation. But it also gives you setbacks, like disadvantages. That, that so, cuts uncomfortably close to real life. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so if you are going to be between 16 and 20, uh, the reason why they say 16 is because that is when you traditionally complete your final age circle of education, um, which the education system in this, by the way, the way that like traditional kids are raised is so badass. Like they have these people called damathers, which are basically like, like den mothers that just raise all the fucking kids in a village. And they're broken up into three age circles. So like the first one is like play with sticks and like, like blocks and like, like learn. Don't eat these berries. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The second stage is like, we're going to learn more about like the wilderness and the world that we live in and like dangers and stuff like that. Like, don't do this, do this. And then like maybe an introductory to like combat. Right. And then like the third one is like, okay, you're going to learn how to like literally fight and kill people. And also, um, you know, a craft or something like that. So uh, really, really cool. Um, yeah, Damatayer, that whole they're super bad social too. status they throw down. so cool. It was really, really <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think probably my very favorite picture in the art book is a picture of a, a Damathair or Damatayer. By the way, the pronunciation in this is Bonkers. very difficult because it's, it's all You don't Celtic. know if we're right about anything. <laughs> There's a pronunciation guide. Probably and wrong it's, about and everything. It's, and it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, I jokingly was just like, I, I should type some into chat and be like, how would you say this? And everybody would be like, nah, that ain't, that ain't even close nah, to right. Nah, um, nah there's three Z's in there. Nice. Wrong. Yeah. Also wrong. They're all, yeah, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll do our best, but we'll do what is just easiest to say. I think like Sorry. E-O-G-H-N is one of the main characters or something like that. And I was like, I don't know how to pronounce that. It's, it's Owen. It's pronounced Owen. It's yeah. Owen? It's yeah, Owen. It, no, no. So in this, it says here, E-O-G-H-A-N, that one? Yeah. It says Aogan. Aogon. Aogon. I would have read that as Ian for some reason. Yeah, like it's crazy. I've gone through this, even the continent. Like I saw it and I was like, oh, Tricasal, cool. Nope, it's Tree Causal. Tree Causal. (laughs) And it's like, sure. Sure. Like, sorry. This is how we're going to do it. We're just rolling with it. Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's improvise, adapt, and overcome. I, I literally have a uh, note of how my character's name is spelled versus how it is pronounced. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear your sheet. name. We'll get there later because I picked the name already too. So. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no talking to each other about it. No, just no, no cute twin stuff. It's just. Nah. <laughs> oh, Troy, I have a question. Yes. Since, since I'm old, both in real life and in the character that I'm playing, uh, and I have to have setbacks. Uh, can I pick some of my setbacks? Because that could tie really nicely into my background. So here's the thing. Yes, it could, but I like the idea of everybody rolling for them. Okay. And, That's fair. Have, and then you have to make it work in your backstory. Okay. Um, because uh, it could be better or worse for you. 
Uh, true, true. And like, guess what? If you weren't planning on being poor with nothing, well, now figure it out. Like you are recently poor and have nothing, right? So well, um, most of the setbacks too can be tied into the same event. You said you were thinking of you lost your oh, family. Yeah. So like violence could be that. Tragic yeah. love could be that. Yeah, well, actually, um, I was, I was violence was one of the ones mm-hmm. I was thinking of actually, like just because of his- I will let you take violence as a definite yes. That's that's right, 100% don't. violence, yeah. You I'll can take violence. And then roll for the others. And then roll yeah, for the other two. I just want to solidify the phrase, I will let you take violence. I will let you take violence. Violence <laughs> is permissible for you to have, yes. Uh, so, yeah, so 16 to 20, you don't have any setbacks and you have no additional bonus domain points or anything. But like you're that. about to get one. <laughs> <laughs> 21 to 25, you have a plus one in a single domain and you take one setback. 26 to 30, you have plus one in two different domains and you have two setbacks. And then 31 and up, you have plus three in three different domains and three setbacks. So uh, obviously, Rainy and Sarah, your characters have to be the same age if you're twins. Uh, Amber and Jess, how old are you thinking your characters are? How long have you been living in the laps of luxury in the wilderness, Jess? You know, I like to think that she left kind of young, maybe like 15, but I, I think she's like 21 now, like 14, 13. Okay. She's like 21 yeah. now. Okay. All right. So you have one setback. Okay. Uh, 22, one setback. I'm still a, I'm still an inspector in the Magiant Guild. So I'm looking to make right. my big break and get my final promotion. We're going to, um, for character creation at least, and probably for when we actually play the game, uh, Estrin is a fairly low rules intensive game. It definitely puts an emphasis more on the storytelling and the characters. Um, so, you know, the role, whenever as a leader, if I ask somebody to make a role, it should have a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, either a positive or a negative outcome should progress the plot in a certain direction. Um, if someone's like, I want to climb a tree, like, okay, well, then you climb the tree, right? But if there's like a bear chasing you, then you make a check, right? Because then it matters if you succeed or fail. It progresses I, the plot. I'm very concerned with how often we're bringing up bears. Is this a thing I should be well prepared for? You don't understand. Don't worry about the it. The danger of bears. As, <laughs> as one of the Esterin completely brand new people here, I am very concerned about bears. Yeah, very I'm not building a bear fighting character. With a bear in one of our settings. <laughs> My character is not a bear fighter. a major concern everywhere. <laughs> if you have the oh. bear necessities, you should be fine. Yeah. Oh, God, bad oh gosh. Oh, man, I'm getting worse. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Uh, so, I can't say we'll get copyrighted. <laughs> do, we, uh, do we want us to roll uh, all of our setbacks? Everyone roll your setbacks Ready now. Roll. If you have setbacks. Uh, okay. I got some good ones. I got some good ones. They make the twins sense. silently conferred and are going with 21. Do we have the same dice, Rainy? Oh, snap. Yes, we do. Yo. Oh, no. <gasps> What'd you get? Me too. Please tell me you got bad luck too. <laughs> I did not. No, got, you just I got, got violence. Stuck violence, which you let me choose. A wound, which makes perfect sense. Uh, and uh, alone. Yeah. Oh, cursed twins! Oh well, my that, goodness! It's like the, your dice knew your story, and then they just yeah, it's like they, it they, they were like my die was like you know what. I like what you came up with. We're rolling. I'm with you, bro. Right, right. I'm gonna. I've got my other. Yeah, I'm gonna grab a second beat. Wait, who are you asking, Troy? 
Jess. Oh, me. I got wound. Yeah. Wound. Uh, okay. Nah. I also got wound. <laughs> oh, it's my character. Bunch of fucking broken ass people over here. All right, there it goes. <laughs> hey guys, let's venture into this living plant my... area where people went missing. Wow, Everyone living out. in the wounds. Yeah, <laughs> living in the woods with a wound is going to be really hard. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so, Mine makes so much sense. Uh, Troy, I have a question. Yes. So I originally rolled bad luck and on one of my other two rolls, I rolled lucky. So do I just ignore it and just take the other one that I rolled? Yeah, I'm going to say yes, because it specifically says ignore subsequent rolls of one. It doesn't say ignore a subsequent roll of 10. So you're unlucky, but like, not really like. So I just have my one setback that happened in the middle. Okay. Oh, it's the (laughs) one that I can run with. There's yeah, going to be so sense. many opportunities for me to be cruel and unforgiving. So, like, I'll let you have this one. Thanks. Where do we write these down, Troy? So there should be a spot on your character. I think it's on the second page where you write setbacks. Oh, it's um, actually, there's a spot on the third page where it has... Where's the history? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, first um, place so setbacks. Just for the viewers that don't have the books in front of them, setbacks do a variety of different things in game for you. So, for example, wound, which literally everybody has, apparently. Uh, or most the character has a has a debilitating injury at the player's choice it can be a gash across a part of their body a limb their torso their head a lesion that gives them a limp etc the stamina rating of this pc has one has a one point penalty define the events that caused this wound so yeah maybe you had uh you know uh had like your friggin I don't know, your Achilles tendon severed. And because of that, you've never walked quite the same. Like it never healed, right? So um, so can we go down the list actually? Who who got wound? I think everybody but the twins, right? Yep. So can we just go down and, and brainstorm those real quick? Yeah. So the first one is I bad luck. Exactly. Literally is just roll again. Yeah. So uh, I, me and Sarah got that. Yep. Uh, it's like roll an additional time. So well, I just uh, mean like whoever got those results. So like Ned. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so the we got luck. wound. The third one is uh, adversary. Yeah, I got that one. That makes okay. sense. That makes Which sense for the rogue. A lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Come on off. Um. So I believe yeah. the only other one is oh Sarah has one and I have one as well. But if you want to run through them all, you can. Um, yeah. So adversary is you've done something that has made somebody your enemy. Um. And there's somebody uh, the with uh, with the ability to make your life difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fourth one is rumor. So a mysterious rumor, maybe a truthful one, hangs around the character. Crime, sacrilege, treason. This must be determined by the player and uh, with the leader's agreement. Did anybody get rumor? No. Okay. Tragic love. The character lived a love story that ended very badly. This painful memory that the character may hide from themselves Oh. Causes them a permanent trauma point that must be added to their sanity chart. That's, you got a tragic love, Sarah. That's the one I got. Oh, oh no! Did I ruin it? Oh, I don't no. know how bad you want a relationship to be. <laughs> Maybe you don't know. That. I was going to say, do you know? know? Maybe you don't know. He's like, yeah, this guy doesn't know, know that he likes books. You're not sticking with this. Maybe book how it went bad was actually your fault, and that's like one of your deepest fears that your sister will find out your culpability in it. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah, yeah. tension. We're getting deep. You know though. what? And I could actually use my other setback and tie it into this, maybe. Because my right. other setback is violence. So maybe. 
maybe that person. You got them killed. Oh. The next one that we have is illness, which is similar to wound, except it is a more like prolonged thing. So like you had like yellow fever as a child, or you have asthma, or something like that. Um, The next one is violence, which also a couple of people have in this group. The character endured harsh moments that caused them one permanent trauma point that must be added on the sanity chart. Define the nature of these events. It can be a horrific encounter with Fiondas. It can be uh, the participation in a military campaign, uh, a childhood spent in familial abuse, etc. Um, the next one is alone. Everyone the character cared about, parents and or friends, died in violent or strange circumstances, which, Christian, you have that. <laughs> Poor. Ouch. After they were robbed and had their or had their assets seized or were the victim of an accident, the character was reduced to poverty. No other event or advantage may change this financial situation. The PC only owns a weapon or a tool of poor quality, as well as a few personal belongings. The clothes on your back. And then you're in the wilderness fighting bears. That was great. They broke her out of prison and she so had because he was a noble, so I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is um lucky, which if you roll a 10, you have no disadvantages. So do we wanna define these all like right now? Yeah, or? figure out what our things are, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. For background purposes, yeah. I, I have a let pretty good to, really quick. Let me get to the last um the last part of the fourth section, which is history. Um, it's time to sum up the past of the PC by focusing on their childhood, the main facts of their life, and their ambitions, which is what we're all going to do kind of right now. So there are no mechanical advantages or disadvantages to this, but this is where we hash out kind of who everybody is, how everybody knows each other, that kind of stuff. I'm going to let you guys take it from here. I'm going to take a pee break, so I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Should we start with the twins because we have already a built-in relationship? Yeah, this half is so yeah. connected. <laughs> Wait, it's literally the one half side the of the screen. Oh, that's yeah. true. I didn't even notice Christian that. Christian Rady. Oh, I was the in the restroom for the, uh, for the rural versus city part. Who's rural and who's city here? Is uh, that city? Yeah. I believe okay. this side, this whole side of the screen is rural. So I picked, I picked city, though, okay. because of my preference as we were on the road yeah um and traveling but yeah i mean i was a little bit of both okay so maybe that's how my character knows uh amber you're 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 a giantist yeah my character grew up um not not rural and not like a big city he grew up in like an established town so like the big city still has wonders for him but like he by no means is like uh was surviving, uh, making fire by rubbing sticks together and stuff like that was not a part of his life. Um, so he's, I, I picked city. It's more on the city side. He lived in a community with like gates and stuff. Um, but it was not like a huge city that he's from. That's it. Okay. So I, uh, I, I picture again, you know, he grew up in the, in the wagon train, uh, with the rest of his tarish people. And, and, uh, and I'm basically just stealing Indigo Matoya's like background from Princess Bride and that like some, some of the tarish for, 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 for our, you know, expert smiths, some of them are dancers, some of them are entertainers. His dad was a smith. <laughs> he was hired to create a sword by a guy who was a duke or, or a noble, you know, on delivery, his family was like wiped out except for him. 
Uh, I would say that the thing that bothered him the most was he was unable to save his sister. Uh, so he was like the sole survivor. He swore vengeance and, and became a very good swordsman because of that and, and had to make a living though as a mercenary. And then over time, being a mercenary just was involved in such horrible things that kind of became very, very cynical and jaded about that. And that's, that's a bit of the violence uh, setback that he had. I'll say that he also mm. caught a really bad wound. I'll say like a really bad scar on his head. Uh, maybe it like, you know, knocked him a little silly. So that would be something like, you know, big sword cut to the head that he lives on. Almost and, like a, um, if you've seen any pictures of uh, Darth Vader without the helmet, one of those bad boys. One of those real bad boys, like right across there. Mm. Yep. And, uh, and somehow picked up these two asshole kids uh, who, who he just, because he's alone and the rest of his family died, uh, he kind of partially from guilt, partially from trying to kind of reconstruct what he lost, took them on. <clears throat> so nice. I, I kind of want to wait because it, it says like, don't go into crazy detail, but I, I want to run my ideas by Troy as far as my hmm. adversary and my violence. Yeah, um, yeah, event. I think. I think Troy wanted more so like how is it that we all know each other now oh, right like how is it that yeah. we came together and we're now a group that's yeah it makes so much we're sense doing a Magians that... mission so yeah. I could be like, yeah you're if you were expert. hired by the Magians guild I am being sent with you <laughs> like from yeah. the guild Do, it, would sense. it be I mean Amber would you would your character be friends like if this is maybe a town that we go through for you to get jobs often Christian yeah. um that's fine you know what I mean it could be like, you know, and that's why we pick up a job like this. Like we're familiar with the Magiant's Guild. Um, yeah. And then, and then we think that, yeah, so maybe, like, uh, uh, go ahead, Christian. I was going to say Jess's, this, I'm just going to throw this out there, Jess's character being, a, you know, a variable and could be the guide. I was right? exactly going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. just like the tour guide and I'm like. With the muscle. All right. Where is that you need to go? Okay. <laughs> So Amber, Amber is the the connection. Jess is the direction, and the three of us are dead assholes who need money. We're, and, and we're the yeah, exactly. Protection, love it. Yeah, yeah Christian and I direction. are the muscle. Yeah. I mean, Rainy's they are the muscle. I'm I'm just there. Uh, listen, I come in I come in handy sometimes. Other times I just face. give handies. Oh gosh. <laughs> I feel ass. like I'm the only one that who is, catches Rainy's the, jokes. Is that the first dick joke of Beers After Dark? I think hey. so. I think the first oh, no, live one. a summer sausage joke about. Oh, summer sausage. Oh, was, was that a dick yeah. joke? Of course, Troy beat that me. Was the, of yes, he did. The summer sausage is a dick. He's supposed to keep it in her pants. Oh, no, I just I, thought it was I my character pretending to be Rainy's. Yeah. So so Jess like will miss 90% of the dick jokes. Feel free to explain them in the comments for her. Um, <laughs> Twitch chat, we're gonna need some dick jokes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please uh, break down every one of our have an embarrassment of riches within yeah. terms of service. <laughs> no, can, really quick, can can people comment that are on here right now? Like yeah. other than obviously yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a chat. I, yeah. I am hanging yeah, out with Twitch it. chat right now, and Twitch chat is being delightful. Uh and I love them. Hey. So, there you go. so um yeah, Why can't so, I see Twitch chat, Sarah? Are you on I, Twitch, bro? Well, you, you need a second monitors, man. You need a second you monitor. Shut up and go to twitch.tv slash DMs after dark. Yeah, just be oh, careful with well the done. audio. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a lot of work. It's fine. <laughs> Figure it out for the next so, one. So, okay. Um, I'm just gonna assume they love me. It's fine. Should we, should Conviction one. That's a lot of work. We can't do it. <laughs> 
Should we finish up our setbacks narratively? Um, I don't know if like it's important to establish ahead of time or or did, uh, Troy, do you want to finish up like the group dynamic? Yeah, we can finish up the group dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. So it seems like uh, Amber's guild is going to hire us and we're going to be guided to the site by Jess. So at the moment, um, you know, we're not incredibly close, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Other than, you know, the cat in the hat and thing one and thing two over here. <laughs> or we can, you know, or we can, um, you know, Jess could have guided us most of the way. We can maybe come up with a uh, a little, I don't know, a little funny backstory or some shit as to like something fun that happened in recent days past as Jess was seems, guiding us. Fair. It seems like <laughs> Jess would be somebody, I think it'd be funny if like, as a traveling group of three, uh, like it could be really funny that like we just ran into Jess sleeping in a tree. You know what I mean? And we're like, you're alone? Like, what are you, what are you and doing? And you're alive? She's like, you're lost. And they're like, no, we're not. And she's like, you passed by this tree five times. <laughs> exactly where she would die. die if you stay on this I have no coins. Randy's like, God, she's good. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we wasting time with this poor person? And then they're like, we're poor. And I'm like, shut up. We don't act it. Shut up. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, go ahead, guys. Go ahead and continue uh, explaining your your backstories there. Yeah. Uh, Jess, what uh, what setback did you end up with? Was it wound? I have wound, yeah. And I, I think that she, everyone has such a tragic backstory that I feel like I just want to kill all of my, like, nobility family. And that's how she, like, ended up without a <laughs> home. Like, everyone's got a tragic backstory. I don't know. But uh, killing I, your own family is good. not a tragic backstory. No, 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 yes. no, no. That's not that she killed them. Like, me as the player for my character. I, I mean, like that could, you could subvert it and you could say that, like, you're the, like, you, maybe your family are monsters and you were like, I got to get out of this before I'm, you know what That's I mean? Like, you're tragic backstory. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> at, at least this way she doesn't have to feel bad about. Her family being killed, it's all the people her family killed. <laughs> Maybe her family's like very normal and they're fine, and she like hurt herself falling out of a tree, and it's like just really embarrassing. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so right I, after signing the Vargals, you stepped in a bear trap, and they're like, Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> so of all your Vargal friends, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was actually thinking. I was thinking that her wounds might be when she like first went off into the wilderness, and maybe that's where she got some of her first skills. Is she something happened, she got super injured and uh had to survive Girl, out there for life. a few days, yeah, <laughs> not as first. The first <laughs> skill that she learned was how to gnaw her own leg off to escape a bear these are very extreme. Estrogen's <laughs> struck by lightning. Um, I think my character's wound it comes from like a massive electric shock he received at the Magian's Temple. You know, learning and dicking around with things, something went wrong, and he got really, really electrocuted. And he has like a lot of lingering kind of neurological damage that shows up a bit under stress and interferes with uh, coordination and things like that. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's very, very easy for us to integrate mm-hmm. with your backstory. Yeah. I, I was thinking, so mine are a little more difficult to involve, and I don't want to pick something that isn't going to be a potential, you know, knife for you, Troy, to like stab me with in the middle of the thing. Oh, no, it's fine. One of, mine, one of mine is Great. adversary. 
Um, I, I wrote down, my first thought was, um, I'm probably not allowed in Guider or whatever it's called. How do you say that country? We hope. I mean, at this point, I think Randy might Goudre. be closer than all of us. Um, <laughs> like wrong. But, uh, but I, like, I wrote down, that's how it's pronounced. I wrote Minnesota. down wanted there, uh, probably because I stole from the temple. Hmm. I don't know if that would come up in this scenario. Like, if that's pointless, I can switch it. Um, I mean, so I was originally going to kind of like tabletop rule uh, that you couldn't take um, uh, adversary or enemy as a, um, as a uh, setback here. Not setback, but um, setback is different. That works. But like you can pick different things that your character has that give you additional experience later on in character creation. And we'll get to that. And one of them is enemy. And that is a fantastic one to choose for a campaign that's going to be longer where there is yeah. development of character arcs and that kind yeah. of stuff. But it doesn't really make too much sense for this setting. Yeah. So for enemy, if you want to make it something the Giants related, that would be fantastic. Just because okay. that'll be a little easier for me to incorporate. I mean, do you want me to just say that I've stolen from like a, a giant school? Like I like I You stole I, a whole canister of fossil flux and then you broke it trying to escape. Like no, and then I, you did, I, not only did you steal it, you like didn't even get away with it. <laughs> that seems that seems right up my alley too, because like my ambition is to get rich and that would be the dumb shit I try. And then and then I tried to fence it and everyone was like, Are you fucking crazy? You can't take this. Like, are you nuts? Like they're gonna know exactly I can't have this, you know what I mean? um and so i was just like oh fuck and i ran away and i just broke it and then i just kept running and so to this day i think like the, the magiant's guild is like this fucking kid like you see i'm gonna kid? recognize him it was my magiant's location that this happened in. i'm gonna recognize this guy i'm gonna be like but now i'm working for you and it's gonna work out like you know what I mean? i'm helping you guys now i'm, I'm atoning He's gonna remember, but he's not gonna remember why. And I'm gonna be picking through it the whole like campaign, and then finally, like, oh my fucking god, you did that! You're like, no, I didn't. Me? Absolutely <laughs> like, yes, not. you did. No, my, my my performance is good enough. You'll never know. <laughs> um, and then my other one is violence, and I was gonna debatably tie that into Sarah's tragic love, but you can obviously do your tragic love separately. That's totally fine. But uh, I mean, obviously, it's easy to write violence for me. I probably. <laughs> Probably got caught at some point stealing something and have been beaten to a pulp. Yeah, like. Did you dishonor your family, Christian? Did he dishonor his family? What, like when I beat him for that? Um, <laughs> when I beat him, I think I think that I'm kicked his ass for getting his ass kicked. You're like my oh, kid yeah. doesn't get his ass got, kicked. Yeah, you know? I think constant, constantly. I think he's the disappointment of the family. Yeah, one hundred. Like Sarah, Sarah's characters are one. I'm like, good, good. You know, and she goes and kills things. And him, I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm creative. I come up with other solutions. It's like yeah, the I'm results like, are there. Just do things the way I tell you. The yeah. results are there. The methods are questionable. I, I so I, I can, I can, I can tragic love very easily. Um, as, as I had said this before stream, but I will say it again for the sake of chat. My whole concept beyond this character is pure of heart, dumb of ass. Um, she's a very sweet girl. Her empathy is four. Like it's her second biggest skill, but she's got no brain cells up there. Um, and my concept was she 
fell in love with, uh, I cannot remember what it's called, uh, the Demorphin Apprentice. I have little children. Sorry. That's good. She fell in love with a Demorphin Apprentice and the apprentice, like they actually had a really good relationship. Um, but like something happened where the apprentice was practicing like magic and she ended up like dying in some sort of really bad thing with the I cannot remember what they're called uh the Fiondas uh, because like magic and so she like wants vengeance from the Fiondas because they killed the woman she loved but like doesn't know how to get that and can't Exactly. Are so, I don't know if that works <laughs> in this world, but like, you make that work. But like, Troy's like, there wasn't a Fiona in this venture, but now there is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Well, Shadow so, Zvestrin so, <laughs> makes it very easy for you to incorporate horror. There are all kinds of horrific and suspenseful elements in Shadow Zvestrin. There are not only is like literally Mother Nature out to kill you, like the weather is incredibly dangerous um animals like you get bit by a rock asp and then you die like there's just so many so many things right but in addition to that there's the supernatural elements as well it's um low fantasy not no fantasy so think of fions are kind of like the things that go bump in the night right um they have you know terrorized uh humanity since its existence no one really knows where they came from or if they have an agenda or what it is um, some of them are intelligent. Some of them are just seem like just, you know, raging beasts of uh, rage and destruction. Right. Um, and they come in all different shapes and sizes. So Fionns are really, really cool. Um, you know, there's also um, there's also, you know, uh, the occultism. Right. Like there's there's ghosts. There's literally like things from other worlds that possess people and stuff like that. And everyone has their different take on it. Right. Like the temple thinks that it's like demons from the abyss. And occultists think it's, you know, whatever, like bad spirits or something. Demorathan think that it's, you know, evil energy. So there's all all different um, all different ways that you can incorporate fear and terror. And one of my favorite things that I, I try to come back to and I try to articulate in Shadows of Estrin is a lot of times, despite all of these horrible, horrific, supernatural things, the, the scariest and most terrifying, like, monsters of all are, like, the ones that you see when you look in the mirror, right? And I think it does a really, really good job of showing how, how just terrible and depraved people can be sometimes. Uh, but also there's hope, right? Cause sometimes there's a lot of like beauty there are moments of beauty. Yeah. There's moments of beauty. And if there's moments of tra- tragedy and horror, like it makes those moments shine that much brighter. So it's very poetic and very, um, a lot of times I like to think of the moments that I narrate and stuff from like a cinematic cinematic perspective. How would this look if a camera was panning in or out? You know what I mean? Um, and it's worked very well in our campaign so far. So I'm hopeful. Um, and else need to, yes, Rainy, go ahead. How, how do I add a trauma point to my sanity chart? I see sanity yes. and there's mental resistance, but then there's a lot of bubbles. So mm-hmm. yeah, lots of bubbles. Uh, yeah. So Trump go ahead and add one row? right now, add one right now. And it's going to be exactly. a, like a big, like fill in the bubble. Like it's a yep. scantron. Um, there are two different types of trauma points. There's permanent and there's temporary. Mm -hmm. Uh, temporary trauma points are a little bit easier to get rid of. Like if you spend time relaxing with friends and de-stressing, like think about like going on vacation, right? That's a way that you can get rid of temporary trauma points. Permanent trauma points are more deeply rooted in your being and in your psyche. 
So like you can get rid of them, but it takes like literally therapy or um, hypnosis, like occultism hypnosis, right? Um, so I'm sorry, this is a ter- this is a terrible way to do this on stream. But yep. like, there's two long lines and like four different traumas. Yeah. Like, where do yep. I put this bubble? The, All the way top. So that's left to right. Two tracks. Yeah, it goes left to right. Your top track is trauma. Your bottom track is hardening. Don't worry about hardening right now. Okay. Um, gotcha. You start okay. all the way at the left, and as you accrue, you'll bump into higher categories of gotcha. your your um your yeah. mental yeah. disorder manifesting. Yeah, I didn't know if I, I had to choose balance. Once symptom. you get over, right, okay. Randy, like once you get over balance into symptom, and if you have gotcha. some sort of madness, you start. I see. Yeah, your gotcha. your dis- okay. latent that disorder that starts manifest, kicking right. in. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yes, and so then it just intensifies even, as you right? go farther yeah. down the track. And every character will start with a number of permanent trauma points, and it's a very simple calculation, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. Um, are we ready to continue on to step five, which is character traits, uh, sanity, yeah. and personality? Uh, you just all need to know that uh, chat picked up on a dick joke that we did not. Uh, hardening. Yeah. Oh, uh- solid. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Look, I keep an eye on Twitch chat for a reason. Excellent. Like inadvertent dick jokes. That's the thing. You guys are MVP. Um, Find them all. (laughs) So do we have, do we just gotta catch them all? Dick jokes. (laughs) Careful with those melodies. What'd you say, Randy? Character traits. Um, Okay. So (laughs) character traits um, are a couple things happen. A couple things happen. So each player must choose two character traits for their PC. One of these traits will be a quality, the other will be a flaw, and they will be picked from the list below. So you need the book to pick these, okay? They are, de- they are determined according to the ratings in ways chosen previously. Your uh, five or four gives you access to a major rating quality or flaw for that way. Your one or two gives you access to those of a minor rating for each of those ways. What that means is, who has a five in combativeness? Sarah, if you look at the very top thing, if you have a five in combativeness, it means you're a very combative person. You That can either be a good thing, which would make it a quality, or it can be a bad thing, which would make it a flaw. Okay. If you choose your quality based on a major rating, a rating you have a five or a four in, you get to pick from that list, right? If um, And then likewise, your quality or your flaw can also come from a way that you have a low rating in. So we're going to use Sarah's character as an example. Let's say you choose combativeness, right? If you want it to be a quality, it can be that you're very optimistic, you're dynamic, you're brave, you're pugnacious. Mm-hmm. Pugnacious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got a bit of a temper and you're a bit abrasive, stubborn. Which is interesting that that's a quality, but that's okay. Uh, Now, if you want your combativeness to be a flaw, it can mean that you're very impulsive, presumptuous, prideful, stubborn, arrogant, boastful, etc. Right. Um, And then who's what's somebody's one? Uh, Christian, what's your one in? Uh, My one's creativity. Your one is creativity. Okay, so if you want your creativity uh, to be a good thing for you, you would look under minor ratings under qualities. Low creativity means that you are. uh, you're upright, you're loyal, incorruptible, uh, generous. Like these are all things that you would have if you had a uh, low creativity that would be good, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait, did I do that right or no? One sec. No, uh, I got, you I read got conviction. Respectful of traditions and rules, discipline. Yeah, you five. read conviction, I think. I read conviction. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And yours, yeah. yours was, what did you say yours was? Uh, my, lo- my, my one was creativity. Yeah. Creativity. Okay. So, yes. Um, so you would go by the minor rating. So you have a one in creativity, which means you're serious, respectful of traditions or rules, disciplined, et cetera, right? Not a creative mm-hmm. person. That can be a good thing. Um, if you want it to be um, something that's bad, you would look over at minor rating and you'd look at flaws. It would make you awkward, narrow-minded, um, rigid, ascetic. Ascetic? Yeah, ascetic. Yeah. Uh, you kind yeah. of shoe. Oh, like monks are ascetic. Uh, yep. Super uh, minimalist. Yeah. Yeah. Minimalist. Get, you don't need material goods. Aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Randy. Uh, uh, so you actually read conviction minor ratings for qualities. My conviction is one. So it's my lowest, but I like free, open minded regarding social, religious, or moral codes. Like I'm open to whatever. Like, you know, like that's, that's my good quality, I guess. Yeah. Like, my, you know what I mean? Um, but that would mean that I now need to choose my flaw based on my five right yeah or your four or your four my five or or my four four. yeah okay and that would be a major so so that's how it works so if you take so if you take if you choose you have to choose one from the high one and one from the low one is that or vice versa yeah wait i mean i I actually i don't think i think you have to choose a flaw and a quality you have to have a positive and negative yeah it can be your highs or your lows or any combination thereof yep it can be from any of them Yep. As so realistically, it's four of your ways you can choose from because everyone's got a one, two, three, four, five for ways. So there's literally only one way that you can't look at. All the other ones are a fair game. Okay. So, in that case, I'm going to change it up. Right. I'm going to just make myself immoral. What's that, Christian? Immoral. <laughs> uh, so those are going to be written on under sanity traits, which are going to be. Yeah, it's under your sanity, under personality. Yes, character traits. Yep. Okay, very last cool. page got it thank you oh man i kind of want to just make my character funny like that like it seems like such a useless quality in this world and I kinda, funny you know what i mean i feel like that's so important <laughs> yeah humor we're dying and crying all the time yeah well, i mean look at who i travel with i have to be funny because you look at these two funny. like look at these two they There's- just murder shit with swords constantly Joy, Rainy, actually, absolutely take that because I yeah. think I'm taking as my flaw taciturn under empathy. So yeah. He's just straight, straight lace. No wonder you beat the shit out of me when I was a kid. This is totally <laughs> That was your violent. It was, it was child. <laughs> that's, that's what I wrote down. I said, beaten for history of failures. That's what I wrote down. You were in search of love. Hey, and Are you throwing that on my guy? And. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're gonna revise that warning and say child abuse <laughs> now. Given this day. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. You won't sorry, see it Rachel. on screen. It's just part of my backstory. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll always cut scene right when right when Christian's character is about to backhand Rainy. We'll cut scene to somebody. He's <laughs> not a tw- child anymore. I'm it's 21. You can backhand abuse. me. <laughs> no, it's just what violence. What are you gonna do about it though? Like, no, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> well, you know what happens? He's learned now because every time he backhands me, now that I'm 21. I let him do it so I can pickpocket him. And then he's like, where the fuck is my, and I'm like, yeah, funny, huh? Yeah. Back in me again, you dickhead. <laughs> and then he does. 
Yeah, and then he does. And then I'm like, got this now. And it's like, we just chase each other around camp. And I'm funny. That's funny, guys. I just get I'm just sitting there laughing. Why are you laughing? It's funny. And he just backhands a mouthful of coins. He's like, fuck. Uh, that's my humor is I just, yeah, that's good. Uh, I love it. Okay. Has everybody picked their character traits? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I'm okay. still struggling, but I'll get there. I'm I'm sorry. I'll get there. I'll get there. I kind of, I, okay. I like the idea of my character just being afraid of like having attachments, just being afraid of she, she lost her home. She lost everything. Like she just doesn't want to stay in one place anymore. She doesn't want to make attachments. Um, she's also rebellious, nonconformist. Those are all, what's your creativity? My creativity is a four. Okay. So you could pick those as a major rating. That could be a flaw. You could be a nonconformist. You could be rebellious. Like you I are mean, rebellious. Um, you left your noble family to live in the woods. Yeah, you could be eccentric, which you are also eccentric, right? You I left mean, your noble family to live in the us. woods. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, not if they uh, all died, Amber. <laughs> I think lazy is on here too. Does anybody have? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find lazy. <laughs> I'm trying to find something that's like akin to like lazy, which I kind of like calm and phlegmatic, but. Careless, careless, maybe. I mean, yeah, you could just be she's not sad. Really careless. <laughs> uh, she's, not, she's not really sad either. She's mm. unreliable. Is your conviction low? My conviction is low. Oh, uh, no, my conviction is like a three, but I think I might actually change it to low because I think it makes more sense. Unreliable can be because of laziness. Like you just don't do what you're going to say all the yeah. time. What you I say mean, you're going to do? There's careless under a reason. Um, yeah. You know. That, that can equate to laziness. Like, if you don't care about anything, why are you going to get motivated? You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Hashtag and I believe you made your reason low, what? right? Yeah, that. my reason is two. Yeah. yeah. He who shits in the woods. What? Yeah, it's Chris here. He who shits in the woods. Fear and spirit. Hump day. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, go, maybe I'll go with careless. Yeah. Careless yeah, can also be like carefree, that. right? Like, I mean, it's right. liberating as well yeah. as frustrating for everybody yeah. you're with. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, well, we lost again in this deluge. <laughs> like, God damn it. Good thing I can climb this tree and wait for the floods to go away. <laughs> uh, I like it. Thanks. And then she's like, is that a bear going down river? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Does it have rainy? What's happening? <laughs> Just getting backhanded in the water. I'm like, come on. It's funny you're getting <laughs> fucking christian and the bear are taking turns mauling you i'm the listen i am inventing slapstick comedy in tree yeah, i was gonna okay? say what is this an anime like, like yeah i am I'm going to be the hit. originator of slapstick originator okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm the, we are the three stooges but i'm the only stooge on screen <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. We are the three oh. stooges, but I am the only stooge. Classic lines. Classic. I should write these down. Yeah, so write my thoughtful, self-conscious character. You gotta put that one up on Facebook. Yeah. Not really. Gonna farewell with this girl. Like, why is this happening? <laughs> I don't understand. All right, so... Are we on to sanity? Yeah. Uh, sanity. 
we're ma- we're getting there, guys. I'm sorry, we're getting there. Cruising. Session zero sometimes take a little time, right? Yeah. Uh, and also, as a side note, not every session zero has to take this much time. I mean, you can. Uh, yeah, it depends on we the are. Game you're playing. It depends on uh, kind of what the characters expect and want going into it. So session zero is not just like making a character. It's also setting the background for your character's expectations, what they're looking to get out of the game, um, some of the things that they want to see and do, um, things that they don't want to see or do. Like all of these things are very important uh, aspects of session zero, which by the way, excuse me, by the way, uh, there was a, we will be releasing a, a podcast next week, right? First, Correct. first one, and Ooh. Rainy, what was that? Uh, what uh, was the podcast? Yeah, so uh, we're going to be streaming bi-weekly here at DMs After Dark on Twitch, and um, we're going to be playing games on those opposite Fridays. We're going to try and keep up with uh, a podcast that we're calling Modified Roles, where we talk about different design mechanics throughout RPGs in general. Uh, so common threads you're going to see in a lot of games and how they you know, approach it from different angles. We're going to talk about um, basically just how uh, to get the most out of that kind of uh, that kind of design. And our first episode will be going up next Friday, and it is about session zeros. So if you're getting ready to start a campaign or, you know, you want to use these methods next time you do something with your friends, it's a great way to all start, uh, you know, in stride together on the same page. Yes. And uh, we recognize not everybody is like a seasoned uh, role-playing character, like um, in in the campaign we've been playing for the past, you know, year and a half, probably. Uh, one of my friends and sister-in-law, it's her very first time ever playing a role-playing game. And I would say like Shadows of Estrin is a, it's a pretty role-playing heavy game to start with, you know, and she she's crushing it. She's doing like a ridiculously good job. So, you know, uh, it is what you make of it, right? And part of that is your expectation. But session zeros are super helpful for finding out all of those things. And if you listen to the podcast next week, I am the albino milkman they allude to and Ronnie <laughs> Smithman. So I was not in the podcast, but I had some, uh, yeah, albino milkman is me. Ronnie yeah, some shout outs. Yeah. Uh, I will also mention, I'll also mention that the podcasts are going to be much shorter uh, and digestible, you know, like we love you guys being on here and watching our streams and we're going to put it up on YouTube if people want to watch us play these games. Uh, The podcast is going to be, you know, we're aiming for something in the 30 to 40 minute range, just so that way you have some fun, juicy RPG talk to digest. Um, And while we're on the topic, uh, Troy, I would like to say, I don't want to see a bear. My character will get killed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. Uh, of course, you could throw a bear. In there. You could, yeah, oh, yeah. You could throw a bear. Oh, <laughs> My yeah, character cannot throw a bear. Very easy. Very easy. Sanity. So sanity is, like I said, one of the elements that Shadows Vestron does, and it does such a good job of. Um, it is such an important part. Uh, I don't want to say it's... Um, so every character has what they call a latent mental disorder. Okay? Now... Terminology obviously can differ depending on like if you're talking from a medical perspective or what is politically correct or societally acceptable, whatever. The book calls it latent mental disorders, okay? Uh, There are a variety of them to choose from. There is frenzy, which is basically like you have anger issues. There is melancholy, which is depression. There is obsession, um, hallucination, mysticism, um, all of these different things that you can choose from. And you have to pick one. And 
it introduces such a incredible role-playing element to the game, especially if you're planning on playing a longer session where your character has more time and opportunity to be exposed to things that are mentally jarring. Um, and it's, it's honestly, it's something that actually does happen in real life, which is really cool because I think um, the best thing in my opinion about role-playing is you get to do and be all of the things that you aren't or can't be in real life, but it still has to be relatable in certain areas. And, you know, without getting too deep into it or anything like that, I mean, everybody has trauma, like whether or not you have a mental disorder or not, like that's none of my business. It doesn't matter, but like everyone experiences traumas and they deal with those things in different ways. And it's really cool to play a character that is doing that same thing. Build um, empathy. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so we're going to sanity next and, um, you uh so everybody has a you are either consciousness oriented or instinct oriented and every character will be one of those two the way that you find this out is you take your way of reason plus your way of conviction that number equals your consciousness rating on your on the third page of your character sheet right near the um right underneath the sanity chart then you will take your way of combativeness and your way of creativity. This will give you your instinct rating. And that is going to also be right next to that on your sanity chart. Then what you do is you calculate. So first of all, whichever of those numbers is higher is the, um, it is the tendency of your character. You are either more consciousness oriented or more instinct oriented. Okay. Trauma depicts all uh, physical wounds that weigh on one's consciousness and disorganizes one's instincts. The aspect is dynamic and it is in constant evolution and interacts with the two other aspects. It is a sanity chart that is gradually filled. If the PC suffers a uh, psychic injury, he receives one or several temporary or permanent trauma points according to the gravity of the events. Your orient the orientation of your personality. You will take the higher of those two, whether it's consciousness or uh, instinct, and you will subtract it from the other. The remaining amount is how many permanent trauma points your character starts with. So if you are super, super consciousness oriented and very, very low instinct, you will start with a lot of permanent trauma points. Yeah. Um, I'm up to four. That's already. in addition to any other ones you start with, right? Correct. Right. Yes, right. setbacks yep. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I am so, on the knife edge of sanity. I have a, <laughs> I'm barely holding I, it together. I, I, this is where we live. <laughs> Troy, I have a question then. Yes. Um, if my orientation is five and I already had a permanent trauma point. Then you are in symptom, I think. Symptom or syndrome? What is the second <laughs> symptom one? Is it's symptom. To start. Symptom is not that bad. Symptom is mostly just role playing. So expect to role play whatever your disorder is a bit. Like Okay. It's there. It's you have a you have a. It's there. You're you're I'm using really it as a mechanism to, to deal really with some to that, shit. Like, really <laughs> yeah. that's good. Once I you mean, hit syndrome and, and madness, like it gets mechanical effects and it's it, it becomes extremely problematic behavior. Basically, it's a very pervasive uh, part of your character and of your role playing. <laughs> My character in one of the games can barely function right now. <laughs> Very, very He's terrifying. going to kill all of his friends because he thinks they're secretly monsters in meat suits. Like, <laughs> it's, just, oh, it's bad. Um, the next part is your personality. 
And your personality is something that you don't have to do this right this second. I think when we're finished hashing out the character creation, you'll have a better idea. And it's basically write down a few lines on your character sheet, like describe your character a little bit. Um, you know, you can pull from some of the actual mechanical things in your character, like, oh, you're instinctive and you have a very high combativeness rating. What does that look quick, like for your character? Quick check. How many of us are, um, are rational versus instinctive? Rational. Instinctive. Instinctive. I'm neither. Balance today. today. Yeah, you have to pick if you're yes. tied. You pick. Oh, if you're tied. I pick if I'm tied. Yes. yes. Oh, I am rational. <laughs> Probably Solid. instinctive. Definitely instinctive. Then you're more instinctive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could be rational. It's just you have the wrong rational. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, like. I don't think like, it, really yeah, it makes sense. Everyone wants to work less hard and you know get by easier. And you're like, yeah, so that's why I went into the wilderness. That's why I went into the yeah. woods like, where everything own. at all times is trying to fuck? kill you. My consciousness She's like this is relaxing running from bears. My my <laughs> consciousness so is my two lowest stats, so it's three. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. That works perfectly. Yeah. My instinct is eight. In your nature. Solid. <laughs> Okay, so the next uh, the next part is experience points, advantages, and disadvantages. And this part does take a little bit of time. This is the last one that takes a bit of time. Um, the rest of it is kind of just filling out. Um, I think we we can't really skip that part to do the rest, though. That's okay. Um, so the other, the remaining three steps that we have after that are very quick and easy. It's like literally this stat plus this stat gives you your speed rating, gives you your attack rating, gives you your, you know, defense rating. So it's, it's very straightforward. Um, experience points, advantages, and disadvantages. So at the start of character creation, every character has 100 experience points at their disposal. Everybody gets 100. I'm rich. Hmm. There are several things you can do with experience points. You can purchase uh, a level in a domain for 10 experience points. You can purchase a discipline for 25 experience points. So if you've already got five in a domain and you're like, you know what, I want to be, I want to have a discipline. I want to specialize in something that is 25 experience points. Okay. Um, the other thing that you can do with character creation um, is, and I don't believe you can do this at the very start of the game, but later on in the game, you can um, you can add to your uh, speed rating. You can add to your defense scores. Um, there's a couple. Of, you can purchase um, survival points. Uh, none of those things, I believe, you can do at the at character creation, though. So uh, keep that in mind. So can I um, pick beautiful? Yes. So the next thing is advantages. So you can actually have more experience than a hundred, and you can have you can have less than a hundred. So uh, or well, you can't have less than 100, but you can have more. So the way that you get more than 100 experience points is by taking disadvantages. It is not mandatory to take disadvantages, but if it makes sense for your character and for your backstory and for what you're trying to do, then you might want to take some disadvantages. The amount of points that you can gain from disadvantages can be no more than 80. So okay. a maximum of 80 points you can get from disadvantages. Some of the disadvantages are physical or mental disadvantage addiction right christian you mentioned you wanted an addiction i am taking addiction as one yeah that's an extra 20 experience points for you 
Um, you can have a phobia. Um, Sarah, you talked about how your you have a uh, your tragic love is based on Fionn's. Perhaps you have a phobia of Fionn's. I was gonna do that okay. for her. Yeah, Fragile. you can be shy, unlucky. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, unlucky. Like both of you could literally take unlucky. You rolled it as a disadvantage. Um, oh, nice. Uh, aftermath is an interesting one. Um, and then also all of the advantages have counter, like they have an opposite, which would be a disadvantage. So rather than being beautiful, for example, you can be ugly. You can be ugly to the eye and it gives you disadvantages uh, equal to the advantage that the, um, so if you're beautiful, your character gets a plus one bonus when they use per, uh, performance and relation. Um, if you're ugly, you get a minus one to those things and it gives you half the amount of experience points. So instead of uh, spending 30 to be beautiful, you can be ugly and get an extra 15. So yeah. Hmm. Um, it's important to note that the advantages can only be taken at character creation, um, which is not so much important for a short campaign. We're only gonna do probably two or three sessions tops for this. Um, but if you're playing a long campaign, like if you wanna be beautiful, you gotta pick that shit when you make your character. You can't just become beautiful, I mean. <laughs> Uh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder of course but you know uh so yeah so think about those things for a little bit does anybody have any questions on that so this is sort of related um so i based on the stats that i had had earlier already have a six in natural environment um where do i find the disciplines for that is it listed those are going to be if you go further back before character creation it's going to be under the skills playlist the disciplines, right? Yes. So, and that's going to be under, uh, it's right before character creation starts. It's going to be on page uh, 194. Thank you. Hey. Yep. And it goes, and also the skills are not hard and fast either. There are certain things that like perhaps your character wants to do and the, you have to work with the game leader to find out what that would fall under. Um, one of our, one of the characters in one of my campaigns has a discipline in ventriloquism. She's literally a ventriloquist. She can throw her voice. Like, is that as useful as being a swords master? Uh, probably maybe not. I mean, it's contextual, right? But it, she's done some pretty cool shit with it so far. So, um, right, cool. yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So if you look under natural environment, some of the disciplines are going to be, um, agriculture, animal training, fauna and flora, first aid, herbalism, orientation, survival, um, tracking. Those are all examples of disciplines that you can have. There's, it's also important to note that there are crossovers as well. Um, multiple different domains sometimes have very similar disciplines. So for example, um, if you go to uh, occultism, uh, if you go to occultism, that one, one of the disciplines is um, mental phenomena, okay? If you go to temple, um, or I think it's, uh, it's not temple, it's... Um, prayer? Uh, is it prayer? Let me see. Uh, yes, if you go to prayer, um, they have spirituality which is a discipline uh, that can help someone suffering from psychic troubles those two things function essentially the same end game right um it's just the route that they take right like one of them will 
pray away your mental traumas and, you know, do stuff like that. The other one is going to have more of a like psychological approach. Maybe they'll do some dream interpretation or they'll, they'll sit down and talk to you and dissect some of your childhood traumas and make you face those things. Right. So, uh, there's multiple different, uh, ones have multiple categories. A good example is, um, medicine. So you can get medicine, uh, under natural environment. It's first aid. Like you can use plants, uh, as first aid, you can, you know, make splints with like sticks and shit like that. Uh, or you can go to science and you can get medicine. It's the same thing in game. It's just the approach is different. So, yes. Yes. Should I use, like, are we, are we supposed to use all 100 of these experience points? Um, I, so what, yeah. So yes, for this, uh, for all intents and purposes for this campaign, yes. Um, It's up to your, the leader, uh, if you can keep them and use them at a later time. It's okay. depending on your campaign and what your leader dictates. Oh, uh, then, oh go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. Uh, but, but obviously, in our an, for our purposes, we're going to play two to three sessions. So yeah, yeah use yeah. them all. Fight fighting arts. What as an advantage? What what is that? Can you define yeah, that? So a little fighting bit? arts is a, is a special thing, and they go over that in the next step. So if you go to <laughs> two weapon uh, fighting is nasty. It's so good. Yeah. So let me see here. I'm going to find the page for you here uh fighting arts what is that under fighting arts okay so uh it's cost 20 points every character has what's called basic fighting aptitudes a pc having a minimum rating of five in close combat can learn particular techniques archery cavalry parry sneak attack and two weapon fighting learning a fighting art is possible later in the game as well so that's an exception to the rule as far as advantages you can take later um see the experience and advancement chapter so that's going to be, I'm trying to think of where that is. I, I, just, uh, I think it's page 238. So, okay. I'll wait. Yes. It's on my PDF, I think. over the fighting arts. So Christian, as somebody who, um, somebody who has a six in close combat, you could pick one of those fighting arts as long as you meet the prerequisites. Cool. So like cavalry, for example, uh, you also have to have the ride discipline mm-hmm. um, so that you wouldn't be able to have cavalry unless you have six points in travel as well. Um, yeah, archery, parry, two weapon fighting is pretty good. And in my experience, two weapon fighting is really good. It basically gives you a, um, a higher plus and a higher minus, uh, or I'm sorry, a higher plus and a yeah higher minus to, uh, your fighting attitude, which we'll get into in just a minute. Okay. All right. How is, how is parry? Parry. Yes. You can choose that one if you would like as well. I haven't ever played a character that had that. Um, Ooh, well now you have, cause I'm taking it. Okay, sounds good. Um, what were you saying, Rainy? These bonuses from advantages, uh, these don't fill in another bubble right there. It's like you put plus one under the bonus section. It's not plus one yes, to the domain. Correct. They don't fill in another bubble. Yep. Okay. You have to make a separate note of that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, so this is one of the things that I meant, like, some parts of the character creation yeah. is a little difficult, right? So if you're beautiful, it doesn't give you another bonus in the performance domain and relation domain. Correct. It gives you a it gives you a bonus, not another level. You don't fill in a bubble. Yeah. So okay. then it says here, by doubling this advantage, you can become magnificent, blah, blah, blah. That means I have to take that twice. So yeah, you spend 40 you pay, points. Yeah. Yes. So you pay uh, 60. Okay. Yes. Yep. I'm right. not going to do that. Uh, yeah. But I was wondering because I took beautiful and charismatic, which both give me plus one to performance in relation. So I was like, does that double it? But it, it those are separate bonuses. But right. 
Um, and then, and then also, uh, well, no, so beautiful and charismatic, you would get a plus two bonus for both of those things. So like if, so right. by taking beautiful and charismatic, you would have a, you would have a plus two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it is important oh, to note though, if you take, um, if you take the highest tier, so like, for example, if you take strong, right, mm-hmm. which is 40 points, gives you a plus one bonus. Mm-hmm. If you take Colossus, it's 50% more points, not a hundred percent. So, and so for 40 points, you get a plus one bonus to those things, but for 60 points, you would oh. get a plus two bonus. So it's not double the experience points. It's one and a half times the base experience points. Neat. Cool. And you can only start with two um, of those yeah. maxed out advantages because it, it's supposed to be indicative of how how truly rare they are, right? Like if you're yep. Colossus, you're fucking giant. Like you're one of the strongman competitors. Like you're huge. Um, to clarify, because I realized I thought I did it wrong. I might have done it right. But right above advantages, improving a domain or a discipline. If I'm using my experience points for that, that fills in the bubbles. Correct. Yes, that does. Okay. Fill, it's just a straight one bubble per ten points. That's uh, that's where I was. If you want a sixth point, right, then you have to choose a discipline, and that sixth point costs twenty five experience. Yep. Oh, I forgot that was an option. Yeah, I definitely get, give myself. Do you get a plus six? Do you get actually get an extra bubble, or do you just get a discipline? You just get a discipline. So you have to under okay. underneath the domain. You'll only ever have five bubbles underneath the domain. Domain it has a spot for two disciplines. You'll literally write what your discipline is, and then you'll make a note of the bonus in that discipline. And a lot of this would make a lot more sense if we had character sheet on the screen for you guys. So we apologize yes. in advance. But drive through RPGs, free free character sheet. You can download the PDF. You can also get book zero, which is all that you need to play. Uh, and once once again, we'll get these character sheets up and posted on the Facebook uh, group sometime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And or I at least did, before we play again. Yeah. I did post yeah. the URL to the drive through RPG page in chat that has the link to the character sheets. So if you Perfect. scroll back up in chat, I will have posted the link. If my name is Glowing Nova in chat. I'm the, the mod with the little sword next to my name. I realize it doesn't reference being Sarah anywhere, but that's me. Hi. <laughs> sword, yes. Local Twitch mod. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I do literally have a sword next to me. It's fake, but I have one in case, you know. In case it's necessary. Just like, like you never that. know when you might need a giant LARP sword, but like I have never one. Never know. There you go. So. I bought this cool thing at a Ren Fair last weekend. It's like a steampunk, like, I mean, it's got some of the Giants vibes. It's got a syringe on there. It's got a little body. Little bracer, you strap it on, ready to go. Tactical medic. I don't know what our etiquette is on uh, eating food while live streaming, but uh, go for it. Eat yourself. Okay, <laughs> eat all the food. That was my Leonardo meme. All right. Um... Uh, Troy, chat would like to know when you turned into Yu-Gi-Oh. Your hair. Yu-Gi-Oh? What is Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, I mean, I know what Yu-Gi-Oh is. I don't get the reference. <laughs> I am reading what chat has asked. They have asked why you are he turning said, into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh, the card game. 
He's the character is too, right? Hair? Like, I don't know. Yeah, he's the hair. <laughs> the no, character he, is Hugh. Yeah, yeah, Hugh yeah, has like go. crazy spiky hair though. He's the crazy like, hair man. Spiked hair. So one Maybe thing we'll all learn is I am a man of a million different looks. I might be bald next session. I might have a mustache. Nobody knows. Oh, he said the uh-huh. armband was very Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, oh that's okay. Fair. I get that, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Part of the cards, baby. <laughs> well, my character is not very good, and I am okay with this. I'm only good at certain things. I think I gotta the slowest person in the group, okay? What's I think that? I gotta rethink my whole character concept, so I, we may have to talk to her. But, um, I'm shy. Yeah, I think I'm gonna rethink it. Amber, are you just building Lawrence again? I'm building steampunk science Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence before was just, he was just cripplingly shy. This this character oh, ha- is shy, but also has a drive to help people, which makes things very difficult. <laughs> For those of you without context, one of the games that I ran and will be running again, uh, probably around February, is Good shy. Society, the Jane Austen RPG, uh, where Amber played Lawrence, a cripplingly shy, extremely wealthy heir, uh, who just wanted a genuinely nice friend and partner, and it was really wholesome. <laughs> so, did he ever find one? Yes. Um, I he don't remember. He, he reconnected his friendship with um. That's the, right. That's the right. But the Baron. The, um, that's right. There was a wealthy girl who was like abandoning her wealth to join him in the arts, and I cannot remember her name. But he did get a girlfriend yes, in the end. That's oh, right. That's who right. Was that? uh, Christian played her. I did. I'm so awesome. Uh, oh. It was. Uh, I did. I'm so awesome. It was the. Uh, it began with her name escapes. Her name escapes. The, the friend. It was the best friend. Yeah, of I was just gonna say it's my best friend, Jessica right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was the best friend. Ah, uh, like Elaine or something like that. Evelyn? Evelyn? Evelyn. Yes, maybe no. it was Evelyn. Maybe. Yeah. Hold on. I can find out in something two seconds. Like I still have the I notes. Say, I think all of us unanimously agreed that that was literally one of the best role-playing experiences we've ever had. Like, it was, it was, yeah. Really well, I agree. It was the best for me. I never thought I would love a no dice, no combat, Jane Austen based role playing game. That shit was fire. That okay. was so good. Okay. Uh, Eliza. Eliza. Yes. yes that's that's right. oh, Eliza Davenport. That that's right. I almost just busted out in Hamilton. Uh, I'm yes. behind you I all. think that's I why I chose her name. Fight or run or anything. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Ruth Gator Binsberg. <laughs> oh gosh, that's right. Um, all right, so <laughs> I think I'm. I, I think I finished mine. So there's nothing oh, I could do with five okay. points, huh? Uh, you can buy a survival yeah. point. Uh, no, we start with three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got minus one to survival because I took fragile. I'm a fragile boy. Uh, oh. But I took quick. So I will not be the slowest <laughs> person in the party. Quick I'm fast need. but fragile. I need maybe I'll there's take a phobia. There's stuff you can do with 15. So if you wanted to uh take a disadvantage for 10 points. What can I do for 15? Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. 
Drama's a good one that gives you 10. And then for 15, you can do like. Well, that and that would bring me up to five on my trauma thing. I'd fill up balance. So does that mean anything? You know, I don't think there is anything for 15. I think yeah, you just right. to be happy with it. So. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Oh. All right. So I'm just going to move on to step seven and start okay. reading up on this. I'm ready. Yeah. So as long as everybody has an idea of the concept and how it works, can fill mm-hmm. out their sheet from there. We will move on to step seven because we're. I'm trying to be conscious of time here. I know we're yeah. going a little long, but I apologize. What are we thinking for future future sessions? We're thinking what, like one and a half to two hour sessions, roughly something like that. Two, yeah. two to maybe two and a half. Yeah, yeah I would say two, two to two and a half. half. Yeah. yeah, two to two and a half. Okay. Or something like six thirty to nine. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be on YouTube as well. So, you know, obviously, if you are interested in viewing it and and following through our campaigns and whatnot, you don't have to watch it all in one session. Um, It's all good. Uh, And this will be, for reference, going forward, we are planning on doing shorter campaigns. So, two sessions, maybe three. Two, three sessions. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be critical role. You you know, if you miss it for a couple of weeks, you're 150, you know, episodes behind and they're all four hours. You you don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Right. Good point. Uh, step seven is going to be potential, defense, speed, and stamina. These are all really easy calculations. Does anybody have a one in creativity? Christian, your potential is one. There should be a spot on your character sheet for your potential yep. rating. Got it. And it's, I think, right near... Under weapons. Under weapons, yes. Uh, underneath yeah, weapons right. is your potential, yep. okay? I will explain what potential is once we calculate it. Does anybody have a five in creativity? Boy, Rainy is three. Yeah, take that. Backhand me again. I have potential. (laughs) (laughs) Potential to get backhanded again. As I as I cry, I have potential. (laughs) Everybody else has two. Um, Potential factors into your fighting style. So combat in Estrin is, in addition to being literally disgustingly ruthless um and brutal uh you adopt a fighting style at the beginning of combat so that's basically uh there are there are four different ones kind of five sort of but there is offensive defensive quick standard and move move is not really a fighting style you are literally not fighting you're moving instead um so that's kind of the that's the style that you adopt for the duration of combat. Essentially, if there is a break in combat and then it resumes or whatever, you can pick a new fighting style. But um, each fighting style, with the exception of standard, which has no bonuses or disadvantages, it gives you an advantage in one particular aspect of your character and a disadvantage in another. So if we think of um, defensive, defensive will give you a bonus to your uh, defense rating. And it will give you a minus to your um, attack rating. The bonus and the minus are equal to your potential. So, Christian, because you have a one, even if you take an offensive fighting style, you're not that much more offensive, and you're also not that much less defensive. But like okay. Rainy, you're super creative. So if if you decide to go offensive, like you're doing, cra- you're like dropping low, you're like throwing the dagger into different hands, trying to stab somebody. Like you're going Scrappy. crazy with it. That also means you're leaving yourself like way wide open. Dropping yeah, it like a never going offensive. This guy quick, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but that's so that is an example of where your potential rating comes into play. It comes into play with your combat style. 
Cool. Or your combat attitude. Um, defense is the next thing. So during a fight, everybody has the ability to defend themselves against melee and ranged attacks alike. The defense rating is several qualities. The fighter's ability to analyze the situation, some degree of carefulness, and also their knack for anticipating the actions of their opponent. I really like how they do that. That's a cool thing. It's not just like how quick you are. It's all of those things put together. This rating is used as a difficulty threshold to determine if an attack succeeds. The defense rating can be adjusted by specific advantages or disadvantages. Experience also plays a part. The defense rating can be improved as the character becomes more seasoned, right? It represents your improved ability to do all of those things above that we mentioned. To know the initial defense rating of a character, make the following addition. Your way of reason plus your way of empathy plus five. Not bad. My, my defense and speed are not as good as I thought my characters would be. <laughs> You're also not very combat oriented, so I mean, very true. <laughs> and you even said like you don't care about like what people are thinking, right? Makes sense. You well, no, I, I I picked reason over empathy because I want to be able to read people, but I don't really care about their emotional state because that's uh, not me. I will say this: in my experience, the best way in Estherin is probably a toss up between combativeness and empathy and it's only because those are the ones that are most commonly used in different um Equation. domains yeah did i accidentally min max because those are my top two hey those are middle low for me. stuff you're gonna be really bad at praying though that's <laughs> she doesn't she can barely read she doesn't know how there you go wait where where does this go again so defense is going to be on your character sheet on, I believe, the second page, top right of across. The second from, page. Yep. Yeah, right across from fighting attitudes, weapons, right at the top on the right hand side. Oh, so so you'll fill, I'm not filling mm -hmm. in bubbles. I'm writing down numbers, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. You write the, the number across. It, okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, top. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next thing that we calculate is going to be speed. If I end up the slowest person anyway, and I took quick, I'm going to be mad. In a harsh world such as Estrin, it is often important to be the faster one. The speed rating will be used during fights and in every situation where the quickness of a character matters. It relies on their reaction speed and their ability to guess what is going to happen. Experience as well as advantages and disadvantages can modify this rating. To know the initial speed rating of a character, make the following addition. Way of combativeness plus way of empathy. Which is... You're one and you're two, Rainy. <laughs> my, it's my it's my three and my two. Conviction is one. You're three and you're two. Solid. You slow ass. I took quick. I took quick, so I got a plus one to it. So I have a six speed, but I'm I have a feeling I'm going to be slower than everyone else anyway, which is whatever. Probably. There's a I'm, there's gonna I got five, it, man. Oh, there you go. Five. I, I think seven. about everything too much. I'm not, I think about things before I do stuff and it yes. sometimes yep. gets me taken Analysis, a while. Yep. Analysis paralysis. There you go. Yep. The bear will get the magentist before me. J. Cho, what yep. did you get? Yep. Uh, I got an eight, I believe. Yo, she's lazy, but fast. Yeah, she's, like, she's lazy, but she's quick to leave. She's, <laughs> when she's ready to go. She's she quick because she conserves she energy ass. so efficiently. Because the sooner she gets to wherever she's going, the sooner she can sit down. Ah, there's the logic. 
I fully understand that line. We're going to get there and then take a nap. <laughs> Motivation. What, what's yours, Christian? Uh, mine is seven. Seven. And yeah. what's yours, Sarah? Nine. Nine. You are nice. grease lightning. <laughs> it is my five my, and remind, my four. Christian, she reminds you of you when your joints hurt less. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm old. So it's just like, you know, I'm just like, I'm so proud of her. Look at my girl. Yeah. She's got all this raw potential and you've got all the skill. And it's just like, yep. The last thing that we calculate here is stamina. Every PC has a basic rating of 10 in stamina. Uh, yeah, but we all have nine because we all have wounds. <laughs> I actually have an eight. I'm just enough. totally messed up. My, my, mine's 11 because I took sturdy. Hey, that's where all of our energy went. I like oh it. no, wait. No, I didn't take sturdy. I took a different one. Hold on. What was the one that Oh nope. Not no, I didn't take sturdy. I took intuitive. So I don't have that. But we are, we are almost done here, folks. We're moving on to step eight. Step eight is going to be fighting attitudes and attack rating. I briefly discussed the fighting attitudes before, which was uh, the different attitudes that you adopt during combat. There is the standard attitude, which is neither aggressive nor defensive. It's a blend of both. Offensive, which is all out offense. Defensive is all out defense. Quick, which is you just try to be the first person to do something. And then movement is the final fighting attitude, which is you are focused on moving and moving a lot versus- And moving away. (laughs) Moving away most of the time. So there's nothing to be done there on your character sheet. Uh, Well, I guess there is, you can fill in your actual, okay, so we'll do that in just a sec here. So on your character sheet, uh, on the second page, um, there is your fighting attitudes. See it right in the middle of your defense and your weapons. Mm -hmm. We will fill those all in in just a moment. We're gonna calculate your attack rating. So your attack rating is calculated with the following addition. It is your way of combativeness, plus the domain or discipline used for the fight, plus possible bonuses, which would be advantages. That equals your attack rating. So Christian, we're gonna go with you. If you are attacking with your sword because you're a sword master, I'm assuming you have a plus six, right? Uh, Yeah, so yeah, so I'd have plus six and combatantist four would be 10. Yes, you would have a 10 plus any advantages you might have. So if you took like strong or Colossus, like, would have an additional plus one or plus two bonus. Um, So it's just a 10. Right. Now, if you were to use anything but a sword, if you were to use a mace, your bonus would be a plus nine. Because then it's just your plus, then it's just your five combativeness rating plus your four, um, uh, or your your five uh, close combat plus your four um, combativeness rating. Um, Yeah, Ambers, Ambers is going to suck big time. Guys, I'm I'm rocking a two in close combat, so. So just to let you know, just to let you know, uh, we calculated everybody's defense. Uh, Sarah, what was your character's defense rating? 11. Okay, so Amber has to roll a literal 10 to hit you with anything. Uh, (laughs) Except I'm a giant artifact weapon because I have that discipline. (laughs) Okay, yes. So If we have lightning gauntlets, I might manage it. (laughs) (laughs) She can't hurt you, but she can with a lightning gauntlet. I can't bitch slap you with my defibrillator. (laughs) 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 I also have a 
discipline and medicine. So yes, the defibrillator is also my weapon of choice. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, does anybody Clear. have questions on attack rating? Uh, yes. Um, that's just the one that goes into standard, right? Correct. Okay. So it's um so I and it also it also goes under attack rating by the way like I think it literally says I don't know yeah yeah I don't, I don't see that that's why I was yeah okay. not to not to be like help me specifically but so it says way of combativeness <laughs> which specifically which is for me a, I have a three in combativeness and then it says okay. domain or discipline used for the fight plus possible bonuses so I have no bubbles in close combat so I only add what my combativeness is which is three yeah yes you literally only have a three. Okay. So if you plan on hitting anything ever, you might want to put some points in close combat. Well, I have one in shooting and throwing. Okay. So, you know, that'd be plus four. Might be able to hit something. Yeah. <laughs> what was um, the thing you said we could do with 15 points? Have there five. was nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing. nothing. Oh, there Can't nothing. increase so, defense or anything? No. Not a no, that takes read. 10, yeah. Shit. Just wasting um, five I just want to clarify. So I have uh, a plus one bonus to close combat because I have the strong advantage. So I have that plus my combativeness plus my close combat score, and that's my attack. Yes. And if you have a discipline under close combat, like swords, for example. I don't. Okay. So you have five plus five plus one. So you have an 11 bonus. I created a monster, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're a good team. I, I showed up to the table. With pure of pure of heart, dumb of ass, and I made a monster. <laughs> but it's okay. The, cur the curse of high competence in Estrin will befall you, and that will be you overall nothing I'm sure. but one. I'm sure. <laughs> you biff it on everything you're good at. I'm just baffled. So underneath standard, underneath standard, uh, you will put your regular defense rating and your regular speed. Okay. Um, the things that we just calculated in the previous step. Yep. If we go down to offensive, you will take whatever your potential is, which Christian yours was one, Rainy yours was three, everybody else had a two. Under offensive attitude, you add your potential to attack and subtract it from defense. So look and at your standards. Stays the same. Yep. Okay. Add the potential to your attack, subtract it from defense. Under defense, add your potential to your uh, defense and deduct it from your attack. It's the exact opposite. Your speed stays the same for both of these. Under quick attack, add your potential to your speed and deduct it from your defense. And that is it. Does anybody have any questions on that one? Nope. So there's a last. Yeah, I was going to say there's a last one that says movement for a fighting attitude. Oh, that will be exactly the same as all of your standard. Okay. As your standard. Oh, okay. What does that mean then for a fighting attitude? Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually not true. So it is also, okay, one second. So I'm just going to read movement. During a fight, it is possible to move a few steps, but sometimes a character will want to use their entire action for moving. By using this attitude during a round, a character can move about 10 yards or even double that if they can run. It is also possible to use the feats domain to make special moves. So I would imagine that would be something along the lines of like vaulting over a table or or tumbling between somebody's legs, something like that. The potential is added to the defense rating, but no attack can be made. If the character himself was caught in a melee fight, he can use this fighting attitude to withdraw, 
Leaving a fight is never simple and can have harmful consequences. By the way, leaving a fight is fucking terrible and really hard to do. Just saying. So I you better try. not get into it. Yeah, under try. movement, add your potential to your defense, and your attack is zero. You literally cannot attack. And your speed is uh, standard? Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. The last step that we will actually do for our live stream is going to be step nine, which is survival points, Rindoth, and Exaltation. Rindoth and Exaltation are not applicable here because nobody is playing a Demorathan and nobody is playing a Temple of the One God member. Um, therefore, survival points. Easy peasy. The initial number of survival points is three. It can be adjusted with advantages or disadvantages. Survival points are really, really cool, guys. You can I use did. them to not die. Well, yes. I took fragile, so I have one less. I'm going to die. Oh. <laughs> in a critical moment. You can moment, not die for one round. <laughs> yeah. In a critical moment, a player can decide to use one or several survival points. The PC can then go beyond their limits, ignoring pain or accomplishing a desperate act by calling upon their courage or their innermost willpower. Such actions are not necessarily physical. Survival points can be used for every type of action, given there is the feeling of urgency. So, for example, if you are in your very last health condition on your health chart, if you're in the critical condition, right, and uh, and you go to at, you go to agony, the way that agony works is basically you go unconscious, and you will die if you don't receive immediate medical attention. Okay. If you use two of your survival points, you can take one more action, ignoring all of your pain and all of your penalties, and just fucking get it. And then the next round, you go unconscious and start dying. So uh, you can use two survival points to clear your agony box, too. Right? Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, the um, in non combat situations, it's more or less a reroll. So, like, if you biff a roll, like, you're trying to ride a horse to get away from somebody, and you roll terrible, and you're like, no, I'm going to dig deep, I'm going to grab this horse's mane, I'm going to squeeze with my legs, and we're riding this horse. You re-roll, and hopefully have a glorious moment of success. Uh, it's a really fun role-playing strategy and tool. I like it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's basically like a, re it's like advantage, and it just costs you a survival yeah. point. Um. Christian and I do not return. spend them, the only way to get more is to buy them with experience. So it's they do not refresh oh, like in really? some other systems. Not, so it's not like you get. They one do back. not refresh. Ooh, that you do not, not get them back. Okay. Yeah, so you um, have to choose them wisely. So, yes, um, so um, can I, uh, can I pitch something before we start wrapping up? Yeah, really, really quick. I just wanted to say there is one more step in character creation, oh. which is equipment. That's going to take a long ass time, and we're not going to yep. do it on the live. There is a beautiful section of equipment which has everything that you could imagine that you would need in the world of Tricazella. It has everything from horses to uh, modes of transportation. It has like the cost of ships and carriages. It has <laughs> room. It has paper. It has backpacks, bedrolls, weapons, uh, lightning gauntlets. It has literally yeah. everything that you can think of. So um, it's a beautiful thing. It's really, really like masterfully done. Uh, the system of money that it uses uh, is 
a three three part system. So you have Ember dowels, which are uh, the cheapest. You have Azure dowels, which are in the middle, and then you have Frost dowels, which are at the top, and they are all increments of ten. So ten Ember dowels is a Azure dowel. Ten Azure dowels is a Frost dowel. Um, each character will start with a predetermined amount of money based on your profession um, and how dangerous it is. So um, that is something that I guess we can just calculate right now. I feel like everybody has a dangerous or well sought after profession, which means you all start names. with. Damn you, Rainy. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give our names before we say goodbye. That's what that's. Damn that you, Rainy. True, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you didn't have one ready? I got one ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, I would like to petition that I have a hazardous profession in uh, stealing shit. Every, everybody does, yes. Uh, mercenary or a warrior is hazardous. A vargle is hazardous. And a, um, I'm going to say a giantist is hazardous too. It's kind of a skilled oh. profession like a doctor, okay. but nice. it's more dangerous because you could- Well, your like, I know, I know that. I've been electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hazardous profession. So everybody starts with- okay. 10 Ember Dolls and one Azure Doll. Yes. No, is that, I think that's the daily wage, isn't it? So if a player in elite, uh, oh dang, you're oh. right, Christian. A lot more than that. Yeah, so you, so you get thirty times that because it's a month. We're so, loaded. Dang. Okay. Three times that. Thirty times. Thirty. So three hundred Ember Doll and thirty Azure Doll. What? I'm going to convert that into Azure Dowels. Yeah, just all Six, Azure. So, so that is like just 60, 60 Azure? Azure Dowels. Yeah. Okay. And that'll be yeah. stuff we can spend on all of our starting equipment, and then we just keep what's left over? Correct. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Wow. All right, gang. I need to know. It's been killing me. I need some names for these faces I'm making up in my mind. You want me to go first? I can yes. even describe I, my guy. I will yes, also do. say uh, I would personally love if between now and next session everyone could find a picture online that's like about how they picture their Ooh, character because yeah. i love like the pinterest visuals and just an idea of what your character looks like just just for me and maybe to share on the facebook page alongside our yeah. character sheets i'm just saying yeah okay nice, nice. Good, idea. Uh, good idea there are also some character own image generators you can use to avoid copyright and also customize so we'll yes. look at that too um so there's actually in, uh, I think it's, is it book zero uh, or the book one uh, PDF thing that I have? Character um, names. There's a character names thing. So I just went on that and, oh. and picked one of the more ridiculous ones I found. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now I, I picked one that uh, it's two syllables, but I'm only going to go by my first syllable. My uh, my name is Jowved. So Jowved. You, can, you can call me Jow. How Jow. is that spelled, Rainy? I will put it into Twitch yes, and uh, I'll put it into chat. Uh, my character's name is Jowved. Uh, J-A-O-V-E-D. Excellent. What about you, other child? Uh, well, uh, it's <laughs> it's pronounced Aoife. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, A-O-E-F-E. A-O-I-F-E. Yeah, yeah, very good Celtic name. Nice. I've had, we've had a, a friend who played an Efo once. It's a it's great name. Efa. Yep. It's pronounced Efa. That's a that's a traditional Irish name. Nice. I think. Nice. Yes, it's yeah. uh Scottish Celtic, I believe. Scottish Celtic, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so Dad. I do not have a Celtic name because that's Irish. I have Dragomir. Ooh, Dragomir. what is it? Dragomir. Dragomir. Yeah. Dragomir. All right. Dragomir. Okay. Dragomir. Dragomir. I feel like you should like I... me more just for my name, Dragomir and Jauved. Like it's like they're almost similar, but in all like his backhands. <laughs> Jauved. Why don't you? What kind of I'm name a... is Jauved? Dragomir. Ah, Ifa. Easy. It'd be more like Ifa. Efficient. <laughs> Lots of vowels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a tall, slim young man with dark, messy hair. I'm in Scepter Theo Wake. Scepter. Oh, Theo. 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 Yeah, Theo's first name. Last Theo. name is Wake. In Scepter Wake. <laughs> Wake. In Scepter. You're an Inceptor? I'm an Inceptor. Right. Not quite. I haven't. I haven't quite. I'm still. I'm at the end of my learning phase. I'm, that about, like, is, I'm, at, I'm in my last year of grad school. Is that the major? <laughs> if I can only make it. Uh, like yeah, yeah, Ion Ten, like uh, the Yon Ten, yeah. like it's the yeah, equivalent. Or you become yeah a full blown yeah, giant. Right. I'm on the edge there. This is this is my thesis. It will kill me, or I will conquer it. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah, that's perfect. Send you on a dangerous, harrowing journey to earn your learn earn your something. Right. Yeah, and, and our runaway princess. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't have a name yet, so subject to change. But I'm leaning right now towards Charlie. I like the name Charlie. Oh, I nice. like Charlie. Just yeah. Charlie. Just Charlie. Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping no one would think of that. <laughs> what? Um, female. Female Charlie, Jess. Female Charlie. Yes. Okay. What's the cool, Right. Wow, guys, we did it. We're first up. first session is also done. Troy, real quick. I took a bunch of disadvantages, not over 80. I'm shy. I have a phobia of heights and have trauma, and they all relate to my uh my wound. I was uh <laughs> I fell into some power lines because I was pushed. Oh, oh. yeah, from a from a height. Yeah. I just combine that. It was a really terrible moment. I'm going to flesh out who pushed me and why. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. I Love like it. it. Love it. All right, like are we? About ready to, to wrap this up for the night. We're ready. Yeah. Well, the, the real shenanigans will begin. The, uh, the jokes 10th, will so increase at an exponential Friday, rate. Yep. <laughs> yes. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, this has been just such a, as the person who's been seeing the numbers, such a genuinely exciting amount of people to be joining us on this journey. Uh, we're very, very excited to be starting this. DMs After Dark has been our our bastard brain baby since like November of last year when we all started hanging out and playing games together so I really appreciate you guys all coming and hanging out with us and seeing all the crazy shenanigans we have to offer um, our next session of Shadows of Esterin will not be next Friday but the Friday after November 10th uh, starting around the same time between September, September 10th what did I say? I was doing so good, but I can't tell time. <laughs> so next month on the 10th, sometime between <laughs> 6 and 6 30. Uh, and keep an eye out as well for our podcast, Modified Roles. We will be posting updates on everything we do on our Facebook and on our Twitter. You guys look at the character sheets soon to kind of get to know us and get to know our characters. 
Uh, and we will catch you all next time on DMs After Dark. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs> everyone. Good night.